first hole in one. Ah, it was me. I did it. Yeah, <laughs> I did that on Sunday. Got a hole in one. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Football Surety Podcast and Twitch stream. My name is Jeff Crisco, and I'm here with my co-host, Mike Valverde and Walker Kelly. Gotta get their voices up and say, hey, guys, how's it going? I'm good. I'm feeling good. It's time to uh, time to talk about football again. I'll never, time to football? I never have enough to say about the football game. I have a lot to say about the football game last night and one player in particular, but we'll get into that ah, yes, indeed. in a couple minutes. It's victory lab day, everybody. Um, so while we are waiting for people to filter into the Twitch stream, I, uh, I have a couple letters for the football game last night. Uh Oh, P U. Are they? Yeah, P-U is a good one. Uh, whatever that, <laughs> whatever you just said, sounds good. Z Z Z Z Z. ZZZ is yeah. a good one. Um, yeah, it wasn't a very good football game. I will WTF. <laughs> yeah, all those are kind of fitting for what was last night. Yeah, so sorry, I'm uh, getting this this uh, post in the Discord are live. All right, so let's get some business out of the way. Um, so if this is your first episode of the podcast welcome in uh what we do is we uh take a look at uh every football game every week in this one uh this is also a twitch stream um if you're on the twitch you can see most of our schedule i've covered it up that's our kind of placeholder but it's monday we review the games tuesday uh we talk a waiver wire strategy and discussion with waleed we also have a a betting show on tuesdays with uh um, Will Rivera. Wednesdays, me and Walker talk uh, his weekly ranks. Uh, I think that show went pretty well this week. It was a lot of fun. Walker uh, professed his love for Demetric Felton. Um, Thursday, uh, Thursday. <laughs> Walker well, loves Demetric Felton. <sighs> I would like to point out the two of us were on a show and you were the one to say good things about Demetric Felton. So look, that doesn't mean I love him. This guy loves Dimitri Felton. Dimitri Felton sitting in <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Thursday is Thursday Night Farceball, which is a comedic look at Thursday Night Football. It's a sidecast. Friday is this. Saturday is something. I don't know what Waleed does on Saturday something. Then Sunday mornings, we help you with your start sit starting at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. Eastern. Um, if you'd like to reach out to us on the Discord, it's tiny.cc slash fbabsurdity. Uh, the Twitch is, again, if you're here, you know it. But if you're on the podcast, it's twitch.tv slash footballabsurdity. Um, we also have the uh, Twitter, F- fballabsurdity. Uh, what else? Mike's RFL Red Zone. Walker's Big Daddy Dricks with an X. I am Jeff Crisco, K-R-I-S-K-O, on the Twitters. Uh, if you want to join the Patreon patreon.com slash football absurdity it is three bucks a month and you will get the debrief from each week so on fridays we talk preview and thursday night football review then on tuesdays we talk um i can't i can't focus with walker making those fingers three dollar <laughs> three dollars three dollars three dollars <laughs> and then on tuesday uh we talk uh we review the games and then um get into Thursday night football. So um, guys, let's uh, let's start right off the bat with the, uh, the Thursday night football game last night. How does that sound? 
Uh, sure. So it was Panthers 24, um, sorry, uh, Texans 9. And um, this one was kind of a weird one, I think, because uh, if you told me the Panthers are going to get three rushing touchdowns, I'd be like, wow, huge day for Christian McCaffrey. But he got hurt. And I'd say, wow, huge day for Chuba Hubbard. But, you know, if you ask Kev, he's the worst football player in the history of the universe. It's another Kev dig. If you ever watch the stream, Kev, you will see all the digs. Uh, but it was two rushing touchdowns from Sam Darnold, one rushing touchdown uh, from my boy and your boy, everybody's Thomas boy, Trimble. Thomas Edward Tremble. Um, so uh, in this one, the big news, I think, was Brandon Cooks. But we will start with you guys. Walker, you wanted to know about Sam Darnold in this one. Yeah, um, obviously Darnold's fantasy day was pretty good because of the rushing touchdowns. Uh, he didn't turn the ball over, not for lack of trying, but he didn't <laughs> turn it over. Um, his He threw some nice balls on the run. I will give him credit for that. He did look really nice when he escaped the pocket on a couple designed rollouts. He had some nice plays. Um, but when he's in the pocket, he's still clueless. Um, he has no, no, no uh, rush clock at all has no idea when the rush is coming, has no idea how to protect the ball in the pocket, was still forcing throws into double coverage from the pocket consistently. If he's not scrambling and making plays outside of structure, then he can't function unless it's against a really, really bad team like the Jets. Um, And he was able to get away with it again because he's playing another extremely bad team. But, yeah, I, I... He's he looks better than he did with Adam Gase, which is not a surprise, but he does not look good. Yeah, he um, I, I think the making things happen outside of structure is, is put it perfectly because it felt like nothing went right for him. And it was always when things worked, it was him figuring it out. So it was outside of structure. Mike, how did you feel about Sam Darnold last night? I think he's a decent quarterback. He's a starter in this league, but he's not. Someone that, I mean, I to be honest with you, I wouldn't be surprised that in a year or two, Davis Mills is a better quarterback than Sam Darnold. I could see Davis Mills having a Kirk Cousins evolution into a starter. Yeah. He, so, he can definitely throw. Yeah. So, Mike, why don't you talk about that? Your question was going to be, is Davis Mills going to be good? So, you're like... You're like the the prospect evaluator, I would say. Out of, uh, well, you kind of have like a prospect encyclopedia. So how do you feel about Davis Mills after his first action? I liked it. Um, I, I think I, he he definitely surveys the field. He's he's not just looking for um, the first man. And if the first man isn't open, then or the first target isn't open, he's he's like, oh my god, what do I do? I better figure this out, or, or I'll run with the ball, or or hey, hey, you're you're open in the flat, uh, Mr. Running Back. I'll just dump the ball off to you, or any of those kind of things. He, he was very very calm in the pocket, um, and looked off. You know, the first read, if the first read wasn't covered, he looked off into the second read and the third read, which was really good. Uh, it, very good platform structure. You know, he is a five star uh, product uh, coming into coming into college. So it with Stanford, I it just I think he needed another year. Um, I think even the announcers and um, made that point where if he just stayed another year, he would probably have been a first round or top first round uh, quarterback off the board. 
but he does have some mechanic mechanical issues that he needs to work out. None of this stuff, none of the mechanical issues is is non-coachable. So they're all coachable. Uh, very, very just um, someone who um, remains calm, accurate. But I think what you said about Kirk Cousins is something that I think is very much in his future where he's not going to be a Patrick Mahomes or any of these kind of guys, but someone you could probably draft as a QB two in most of your leagues and be satisfied with it. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of what I saw with Davis Mills as well. Like it was a good defense. The Panthers are kind of surprisingly one of the best defenses in the league. And uh, he was competent. He didn't fall apart, which is more than I could say for a lot of, what a lot of rookies would do in their first game um, against a competent defense. So um, my question was more of a statement. It was Brandon Ebenezer Cooks, uh, nine target or nine catches on 11 targets, 112 yards. He's good at football. There are some questions to be said about uh, he can't sustain this target volume, which is sure. You know what? Nobody can sustain a 40% target share, which is it is fine. Nobody's saying he's going to have a 38% target share or whatever he had this week. But if he gets 28 and that's eight targets a game, I mean, that's easily six for 80 or, you know, that that's, that's solid production every week. And that's, that's so wide receiver too, which is kind of where we pegged him this off season. So uh, I spent all evening last night, uh, victory lapping Brandon cooks Uh, Walker. Do you want to do a little bit of a Brandon cooks victory lap? Uh, I mean, I did on Twitter a little bit, but yeah, Um, Brandon cooks is real good. Drafted him in my home league. Uh, drafted him in Scott Fishbowl. Working out pretty well in both of those. Um, yeah, like his his floor right now, even if he has a poor game, looks like it's like five for sixty. So yeah, he's. I mean, he's a starter every week, no matter who they're playing and no matter who's throwing in the ball. Yeah, I mean, this was a top flight defense with a rookie in his first game. So um, if you you know, if he performed here, he's going to perform anywhere. Yep. And, um, you know, people are like, oh, he can't get all these targets. I'm like, who else is getting targets on this team? Tell me. Tell me, yeah. Mike. Tell me who is getting targets on this team other than Brandon Cooks. Anthony Miller. <laughs> I yeah. guess. And Anthony Miller is going to get about five or six. Jordan Akins will get like four or five. And then everyone else will get two targets. Farrell Brown might get one. <laughs> one, yeah. Yeah. yeah Mark I mean, Ingram will get one target. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's like, you know, until Nico Collins comes back, there's not even a viable real number two receiver here. It's just a bunch of number threes and fours. So, I mean, until he comes back, I mean, there's there's the sky's the limit. Now, I believe they have some more difficult matchups coming up. Um, Let me see here. The Texans do schedule. They have. Buffalo next week, New England. So that'll be that'll be a little bit rougher on him. But, you know, you can still make it work. I don't see it. Like Walker said, there's no way you remove him from your lineup. So, um, no, not at all. At the very least, he's a flex option. Exactly. So. Um, so, yeah, if you drafted Brandon Cooks like I did in 11 of my 14 leagues, <laughs> you should Woo. feel good about it. Yeah. Um, so uh, let's talk two for three, baby. Because you're not there's really no reason not to draft uh, Brandon Cooks where his ADP was. Yeah, yeah, he was insane value. So um, so let's talk about the bad from this game. Um, I didn't put anything in the notes because I was trying to make sure I got up to date information. So uh, Christian McCaffrey, if you watch the game, he injured his hamstring. Uh, they showed a close up of it. 
um, which was a lot like when they showed. Uh, it reminded me a lot of um, Austin Eckler's from last year, where they, it was almost the exact same run and run to the left side, and the camera angle was almost the exact same, where you kind of saw the hamstring ripple when he uh, yeah when he injured it. So. That sucks. Uh, he's, quote, expected to miss a few weeks. They're saying IR isn't the plan right now. I don't know why IR isn't the plan. Um, feels like uh, Christian McCaffrey, because he was in and out of the lineup last year, you want to protect him. Uh, but, you know, if you have Christian McCaffrey, you're holding on to Christian McCaffrey. There's not much else to do there. But let's talk about Chuba Hubbard and Royce Freeman. Uh, Dr. Ch- Morris was saying four to six weeks. Four to six weeks. There you go. So Chuba Hubbard. Uh, he also completely misdiagnosed J.C. Horn's injury after it happened. So I'm going to go ahead and not trust him. Oh, let's 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 just talk about what's going on in the game. Yep. Uh, Chuba Hubbard, 11 for 52, three catches on five targets for 27 yards. He was the replacement. Royce Friedman had five rushes for 17 yards. What caught his one target for eight yards? I mean, unless you're people who have taken enough beatings on this podcast we all agree Chuba Hubbard's the guy to get here not Royce Freeman right uh yeah I mean uh, Freeman's fine Hubbard's fine like Hubbard's just ahead of him on the depth chart right now so he'll get more opportunities um wouldn't expect you know they're not gonna neither of them are gonna come in you know I think Hubbard's I guess the guy right now but he's not gonna put up McCaffrey type production but I mean he'll he'll be a guy you can put in as your RB2 yeah, he's a lot. Mike, um, what would you say if I told you uh, Chuba Hubbard could put up Mike Mike Davis numbers from last year? Does that sound about right? Yeah, I think Mike Davis has more running back value right now than uh, Chuba Hubbard back when he was with Carolina. So Royce Freeman, to me, is going to be on the field a lot more because of that than what Chuba Hubbard is going to be. So if you... I, I could see I can see him catching uh, passes, but not as much as Mike Davis was just doing because Mike Davis was on that field. He was also the running back where I think Royce Freeman is going to get a lot more play in that sense. So Chuba Hubbard will catch some passes, but not as much. Don't look for Mike Davis value with Carolina just because he's not going to be as on the field. That volume won't be there. So maybe well, they'll split it up like three quarters Chuba, quarter Royce Freeman, or is it going to be one of those things where it's like you don't the way you see the split? I would have said like two thirds, one third. Two thirds, one third. Mike, what are you thinking? Um, I, I don't I don't have a problem with two thirds, one third until further, um, you know, notified with next week. Okay, I'm hearing we've got an echo in the chat. Um, um, so let me let me fix something real quick. All right. Let me know uh, how that goes uh, with the echo. Um, I have an alternate way of doing things that isn't primo, but it is what it is. So um, on the Houston Texans side, uh, we talked Davis Mills. We talked Brandon Cooks. Is there any running back worth having on this roster? (laughs) I mean, not really, because they don't score enough is the thing. I mean, Ingram looks like the best runner right now and he's getting the most attempts but they don't really get in the red zone he's not getting goal line opportunities because no one is um and he doesn't catch the ball so it's just a i mean it's a mess uh 
Uh, yeah, it, it's not good. I mean, even when they were behind, David Johnson wasn't really getting targets or anything. It was all to the receivers. So, no, I, I don't think any of these guys are playable. Mike? I I think at this point right now, the answer is no. Mm-hmm. Uh, further down the season, when bye weeks start happening and injuries start happening, then the answer is yes. Okay. So would it be, would it be, would your desperation move be Mark Ingram? I, I think it depends on what, what league you're in. Um, for me, if PPR, I'm going to go with David Johnson. If standard, I'm going to go Mark Ingram. Okay. I mean, David Johnson didn't even get a target in this game. So maybe it's David Johnson with Tyrod Taylor back would be the answer. Because it looks like Davis Mills is just funneling everything to, to Cooks. It's it's very close. I mean, right yeah. now, right right now, as at this at the season point after um, three three weeks or whatever, it's um, David Johnson's RB thirty four and Mark Ingram's at twenty nine. Ooh. <laughs> Neither one of them are that exciting. So, um, as Walker mentioned, another injury in the game is rookie defensive back J.C. Horn for the Panthers. And I don't see anything else for the Texans. And I don't remember seeing anybody get hurt for the Texans last night. D.J. Moore left but then came back. And Mm -hmm. um, I don't see any updates on his injury, so I think he's okay. Um, Brandon Cooks took a brutal knee to the back, but he only missed one play. So, uh, very cool. Any any last uh, things you want to talk about on, on this one? DJ Moore, clear number one receiver oh, yeah. in Carolina. Um, yeah. Probably a fringe wide receiver one week to week now. Um, Robbie Anderson's unplayable. I don't think you can drop him yet, but he's not currently playable. Terrace Marshall's getting more targets. He's not going down the field, so Marshall's not playable either, but both of those guys are decent guys to have on your bench. Um, yeah, that's it. Yeah, no, I, we completely forgot, or I completely forgot to talk about the wide receivers for Carolina. Um, the only thing holding DJ Moore back from being a wide receiver one is the touchdowns. Like you said, uh, fringe wide receiver one. Um, he averages four a year, and that's just not how this offense is built to throw it to him in the end zone, particularly. Um, I mean, you saw a jet sweep to a tight end on the goal line. Like, Men would rather run a jet sweep to a tight end on the goal line than throw a touchdown to DJ Moore. So, uh, so uh, Tommy Tremble, you can ignore him. I'm the world's biggest Tommy Tremble fan, and it was more of a, uh, you know, oh, cheering. Oh, that's cool. Cheer, yeah, it's more cheering for my guy than uh, going out and getting him. So don't worry about him uh, this year. Uh, Mike, how do you feel about DJ Moore? I think he's doing an excellent job right now, you know, as Walker mentioned, wide receiver one. But I don't think Robbie Anderson is going to be invisible uh, for the remainder of the year. So it's it's one of those things where I wouldn't put Robbie Anderson in the lineup until further notified. But Robbie Anderson's going to have some play in this offense. It's just not the way it is right now. So as Walker mentioned, don't drop Robbie Anderson just because he put up a big old goose egg Mm -hmm. keep them now if it's what if it's week six and he's still a goose egg then we talk about a different story but i don't see that happening at all yeah i mean we recommended trading him after that big touchdown week one so hopefully hopefully you were able to move him to somebody else and he's somebody else's problem right now because the three targets week one worried me 
he didn't even make the list on this one. Uh, so list of performers. So, um, yeah, there's a typo on here. I don't think Rex Burkhead had five touchdowns. I just noticed the typo. <laughs> Has Rex Burkhead even played yet? He had yeah, one, he he had was one, one catch. Per- for five yards, but I wrote five touchdowns. So uh, <laughs> that's efficiency. If you can get one touch and you can get five touchdowns, that's pretty good. Oh, so, I, uh, oh never mind. Yeah, yeah I should say that Robbie Anderson didn't put up a goose egg. He did catch one pass for eight yards. So that's Woo! almost. He was better than Rex Perkhead. And that's, that's the right. nicest thing you could say about him. So, um, okay, let's move on to week three. You guys ready? Anything else about. Thursday night football you want to talk about. Can I take one last Brandon Cook's victory lap? He's good at football. He's good at football. Everybody overthought it. I feel weird about taking this victory lap. I told uh, um, Walker last night on Twitter, I was like, good player is good. Feels like a weird victory lap to take. But here we are. You want to know something else even more depressing about Robert Anderson? Is that uh, Anderson (laughs) has five, five receptions and a touchdown. Tommy Tremble has four receptions and a touchdown. Let's oh. go. Let's oh. go, Tommy Tremble. And one of those guys getting got a $30 million guaranteed contract this offseason. So, it was uh, not Tommy Tremble. It was not Tommy Tremble. So, let's go, Tommy. We're going to this is going to become the Tommy Tremble cast if this keeps up. So, <laughs> let's go stop this. Let's stop this madness. This has got to stop. <laughs> I don't even know what the crossover audience to what a time to be alive in this podcast is. So. You and me, and that's Us, it. Yeah. That's it. So let's let's get into week three action. We're going to kick this off with Washington football team and the Buffalo Bills. So in this one, um, it's a forty five and a half point over under Buffalo seven and a half point favorites. So, uh, Mike, you want to know if Josh Allen can turn things around. And after we talk about that, I have some questions for you guys and the injury report stuff. So. Sounds good. Uh, yeah, Josh Allen has not been good, or at least not what we've seen uh, prior to last year. Uh, so right now, Josh Allen is a QB 20 in back-to-back weeks. So he finished the first week as a QB 20, and then last week he finished as a QB 20. And is tied with Ryan Tannehill, another quarterback that we really didn't see that low um, as the 20th quarterback overall. It's not the ground yards, which I really thought he was going to have a decrease in just because the last three years he's he's seen a decrease in running yards. But he's still up there right now, uh, 79 rushing yards, which is fourth among quarterbacks. It's his lack of touchdowns. He's only had he only has three passing touchdowns, does not have a running touchdown. And that's a real big part of of why he's really low, you know, as a QB 20. Um Just in comparison, at this time last season, he had four more touchdowns than he does right now, and he was uh, a QB8 at that time. So if he throws some more touchdowns, just, you know, as obvious as obvious can be, throw more touchdowns, you get more points, but that's his really big problem. He's got to get in the end zone, and until he does, he's a QB20. Okay, yeah. I mean, Walker, do you have anything... An, an alternative to say about that? Like, is, is Josh Allen turned to sh- show us something? I mean, that's just, Mike's right. He's, you know, he's just not getting the end zone right now. And that's probably going to change. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you can't, you can't really get away from him. Like you're not going to go YOLO and start Justin Fields this week over him or no, anything no, like that. No, no. Or, 
But he's okay. a must start. Justin Fields is a must start I in two somebody, QB leagues. I told somebody to not start Justin Fields for Kirk Cousins today because I was like, we have no idea what Justin Fields is going to do, and Kirk Cousins has five touchdowns in two games. So yeah. don't overthink this. Do not overthink this. So um, injuries in this one. Uh, Antonio Gibson limited participate in practice on Wednesday. Going to say the same thing we say every week. You can ignore Wednesday practice reports. Players sit out on Wednesdays for normal rest. It's kind of a, a, a free day for vets and, and starters to get a day off if they need it. So don't worry about it. He was back at practice, full participant on Thursday. And the latest update is that he's good to go for this weekend. Uh, Gabe Davis is nursing an ankle injury. He looks to be good to go. Probably don't want to be starting Gabe Davis till this offense starts clicking. And until Josh Allen shows us that he was Josh Allen last year, there was contingent on that. Um, here's my yeah, question. Right now, Diggs is like a wide receiver 30-something. Uh, that's what my question was going to be. You're, say you're in a one wide receiver league. Or let's say you have De, hmm, Devontae Adams. So you can't bench him. You only have one other slot. Are you going Terry McLaurin in this game or Stefan Diggs in this game? Diggs. Yeah, I'm going to go Diggs, too, because I, I I can see Josh Allen having a bust-out game where he throws, like, four touchdowns. The also, Washington. McLaurin gets Trey White, and Diggs gets uh, William Jackson. So so there you go. And then um, just, by, just by sheer odds alone. And the Washington football team has not been very good defensive-wise either, not as much as they – sure were last year so i don't know if they'll get things together but yeah i'm gonna go digs okay sounds good and uh, a guy that's kind of quietly under the radar in this game that you know i'm looking out for is um emmanuel sanders has 14 targets so far this year um and he's has 100 yards in two games which isn't a ton but also we spent the first two minutes talking about how this buffalo bills offense is scuffling so once they figure it out, I kind of feel like Emmanuel Sanders is going to take off. And um, that's just the guy to keep on your uh, on your Rolodex. Maybe throw him on the end of your bench. If you uh, if you have a guy that goes on IR on Sunday morning and you have a free roster spot, maybe throw him there. Um, or maybe you miss the uh, the football absurdity second auction and you end up with him um, as your wide receiver, too, like I do. So <laughs> hey Jeff, what's a Rolodex? You son of a bitch. <laughs> I, I'm real. I'm just. I'm kidding. But I needed to make fun of you. I know. I know. And and I'm too. I'm too young for Rolodexes too. Roladi. Rolodexin. I don't know. Um. But as for injury reports, um, the only questionable guys in this game are uh, Matt Ioannidis, who's a defensive tackle. Levi 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 Wallace. And Dane Jackson, who are both cornerbacks for the Bills, then they're both questionable with a knee injury. So not a lot of impactful stuff going on here from the injury report. Um, can we start like Devin Singletary this weekend? It looks like Zach Moss is getting pushed to the side a little bit. Like, what do we think about Devin Singletary? Uh, if you're desperate, you can probably flex him. Um, but I wouldn't be counting on him for like 15 points. Okay. Mike? Yeah, he's another guy that to me is more based on bye weeks injuries than someone that you want to go, oh, 
let's go out and put put this guy in there. But I mean, right now he is uh, the RB 17 on the year. So it, it's like one of those situations where uh, he he's doing well, but it's just not someone you can trust. And I think that said, with what I said about Josh Allen, if Josh Allen does Josh Allen things, then Devin Singletary is going to be pushed back anyway. So I, w- I would wait. Okay, and let's see. You're starting Logan Thomas, probably not starting Taylor Heineke outside of two quarterback leagues, and Dawson Knox isn't a guy to start, but he is getting some targets, so keep an eye on him. Um, keep an eye on Adam Humphreys, too. He's a, He got a bunch of targets from Heineke last week, so he might turn yeah, he into a, a Heineke favorite. Yeah, so um, that reminds me. He looked uh, a lot like Cole Beasley and Josh Allen back there where – uh, um, just run a five yard out and I'll, I'll hit you with it. So, um, Diami Brown, same team rookie. If you guys don't know, I know the people on the show know who he is, but if the people listening or watching don't know, uh, rookie wide receiver for Washington football team. He has 10 targets, four catches and 32 yards on the year. Can we let go of him? Uh, I think so. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's getting six targets max in a, off and on offense he's they're not looking for him in the red zone um he's not catching a high percentage of his targets and curtis samuel's gonna be back probably next week if the latest week five and then he's gonna take brown's job so yeah i think you can drop deami brown okay in in redraft of course yeah for standard redraft leagues mike are you in agreement or do you have a different opinion yeah, I mean, we we all know the success rate of, you know, wide receivers that are drafted after the second round. I can't remember. Was Zayambi Brown fourth round pick? He was a third rounder. So he's still, he's still in the one in, he's still in the good group, but it's one in five their rookie year. So it's still not good odds. Yeah. And so it's, and as, as Walker mentioned with, with Curtis Samuel coming back, it's, uh, yeah, and he's he's a deep threat, so Terry McLaurin should get a lot of that, anyways. And then you throw in Curtis Godwin, um, it's it, yeah, and I'm, I'm, Dynasty definitely redraft. Nah, he, he's just not someone you want right now. Cool, sounds great. So let's go ahead. Let's move on to the next game. Next game is Chicago at Cleveland. This is another 10 a.m. game. This one carries a 50, or I'm sorry, 45.5 point over under. Cleveland is a seven point favorite. Walker, you wanted to know if we can play any Cleveland wide receivers in this one. We've got Jarvis Landry, who's going to miss the game. We've got Odell Beckham back. We've got Anthony Schwartz, Donovan Peoples-Jones. We've got a lot of guys here. So why don't you talk about the wide receivers? Yeah, it just kind of looks like a mess right now. I mean... They've said that they're going to use the aforementioned Demetric Felton as a slot receiver at times. Um, they're they're going to have uh, Schwartz, Peoples Jones, and Beckham, I guess, rotating on the outside because I would assume Beckham's probably not going to play 100% of the snaps in his first game back from an ACL injury. Um, I just don't know who's going to be on the field a ton, and the the Bears' defense isn't amazing, but it's solid enough that. I just don't see in a low volume passing offense with, um, you know, could be wildly fluctuating snap counts. I just don't see how you can trust any of these guys. I mean, maybe if you're desperate, you can throw in either Njoku or Hooper at tight end because they seem to be getting five, six targets a game. But um, 
it's going to be the Chubb and Hunt show probably. Okay. And um, on the other side, let's, let's, let's talk about, I'm surprised Walker asked this question. We kind of buried the lead. Uh, Justin Fields uh, will be making his first career start. Andy Dalton has been declared out with a knee injury. He is the major injury noted on the Chicago Bears side is out. Deshaun Gibson safety is doubtful with a hamstring injury, um, but everybody else is questionable to ready to go. So, uh, Justin Fields, Walker and I talked about him on Wednesday, but Mike, I'd like to get your opinion on Justin Fields in his first start. Uh, whereabouts do you think uh, you would be willing to start him? Walker has him as his uh, quarterback 20 this week behind Taylor Heineke, behind Sam Darnold, Jared Goff, and Teddy Bridgewater. Sounds good to me. Um, Sounds about would, right. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I was saying QB 15, but uh, I, I think if, if I have guessing right those quarterbacks you just mentioned are qb 15 through 20 anyways or 14 through 19 and yeah give or take uh, yeah so yeah i mean i i would start all those quarterbacks over fields i think fields he's he's (laughs) we'll see we'll see i don't want to say anything negative until he plays his first game but there's reasons why uh, andy dalton was starting and would continue to start if he wasn't injured um but um that's not the case now. So I'm not going to, I'm going to reserve judgment until I actually see what he can do on the field. So we can't throw it in your face when he's amazing. No, I mean, I, <laughs> if I he's you, amazing, you absolutely can throw it in my face. Absolutely. There you go. I'm I mean, reserving negative judgment on him right now. I mentioned it earlier. I believe in the broadcast, I recommended Kirk cousins over Justin Fields. Um, it's his first game. I mean, you got to be in dire straits to throw a rookie out in his first game in week three in a one quarterback league in a two quarterback league. Yeah. His rushing is going to give you a floor where it's not going to hurt you, but in a one quarterback league, pump the brakes, yeah. be, be cautious. Don't, don't, don't run him out there because he's going to be a lot of fun in his first game. Walker, do you have a dissenting opinion on Justin Fields here? No, I mean, you referenced my ranking. Yeah. So, yeah, Um, I thought, you know, I was giving you a chance to be like, you know what? I slept on it. He's my erase the zero. He's my quarterback, two for the week now. Uh, Yeah, those are the only injuries on the Chicago side. The one I mentioned, Uh, Sione Takitaki linebacker will be out for this weekend. And C. Hubbard will not be playing on Sunday. Uh Uh-oh. That applies applies to both Chuba and Chris Hubbard will both be out. will both not be playing this Sunday. So, um Roll out your Cole commits. I was going to ask about, yeah, the pass catchers in this game. So Darnell Mooney's been getting a lot of targets, but Mike, you want to you want to lean into Cole commit in this game. So why don't you talk about that a little bit? I, I just think that when when you have rookie quarterbacks or quarterbacks that are you know second second in command and they come out on the field, they usually either dump it off to the flat to the running back or they find their tight end in in the zone and just throw it to the six six guy. So Cole commit uh, with the increased role that he that he's been promised and uh, with Jimmy Graham sort of just not being really a football player anymore and they only have really Cole commit there so they're giving him a larger role. I can see Justin Fields heavily leaning on Cole commit this game. Okay, and Mike, do you have any sort of faith in Darnell Mooney in this one or is it a wait and see for you? 
I don't, you know, I don't know what their A dots are between uh, Mooney and Robinson, but if if Robinson is the shorter shorter route guy, and that's what I'm assuming he is, then I would have more faith in Robinson and less faith than in Mooney. All right. Well, if you want to keep vamping, I can get you that information. So keep vamping, Mike. Vamp, so right vamp. now, Dar- Darnell Mooney is the wide receiver 55 on on the season. 15 targets, 11 receptions, 92 yards, which uh, gives him about 20 points, a little bit more than 20 points per game. Uh, I'm I'm really I, I think your question, Walker, about the Cleveland wide receivers is is pretty exact because Jarvis Landry right now is a wide receiver 53. And the only reason why he's a wide receiver 53, which leads the team, is because he had a rushing touchdown. Mm-hmm. If you take away that obscure rushing touchdown, that means he has like 15 points on the season, and that puts him at wide receiver 72. Sheesh. <laughs> All right, guys. So um, I will tell you, Darnell Mooney's A dot is 8.6. So do you think Allen Robinson's is higher or lower than 8.6? Higher. I think it's pretty close, uh, but I'm going to go with Wagner. I'm going to go 10. 6.7. So I should have gone the other way. He's got the Juju Smith-Schuster role going on right now. Just dump it off to to Allen Robinson. So it might be a good start um, in his first game with with, uh, Justin Fields because, you know, he'll dump it off to his tight end, but if his best player is running short as well, dump it off to Allen Robinson. Question for you guys. Are we starting Darnell Mooney? Or Odell Beckham Jr. this weekend. Uh, why do I have to pick one of these guys? Yeah, it's like is I don't think any of those guys are going to be uh, you know worth anything right now. I mean, as far as by the end of the game, you were looking at probably like wide receiver sixty something. Fourteen uh, team, five wide receivers. Okay, now we're talking. Yeah, uh, I'll go with Mooney. I guess. I mean, it, against Cleveland's number two corner, he could he could pop off a touchdown. I guess. Okay. I'm going to go with Bill Beckham just to be contrarian. There you go. We love to see it. You guys can fight about it. Uh, No. (laughs) All right. Um, We're starting. Let's fight. Let's argue over that turd. (laughs) (laughs) This is my turd. Who who was least bad? Um, (laughs) So, I mean, you're starting Dave Montgomery. You're starting Nick Chubb. You're flexing Kareem Hunt. Uh, He's in that conversation. Uh, I think that does it for Chicago and Cleveland. Don't start Baker Mayfield. In fact, I'm going to put out the message here because I keep putting it out in writing and nobody seems to see it. There is no reason for Baker Mayfield to be 75% rostered. Absolutely none. The game plan is to run the football as much as possible. Baker Mayfield had like 300 passing yards in week one and had no, and had one touchdown, I believe. The, the He's a QB 24 right now. I, I can yeah. see him. That That's going to increase. I don't see him as a oh, QB yeah. 24, but yeah, he's really bad right now. Yeah, he's not the guy you have in one quarterback leagues. And I do the I do the the who to cut every Tuesday for the waiver stuff. And I mean Baker Bay, it's they have to be rostered in over forty percent of leagues. Baker Mayfield's been free money for two straight weeks because he's been around seventy five percent rostered. And um, he, let me tell let, let me tell you, nothing makes you feel worse about your extent into the industry as writing to cut a guy, and then his roster percentage goes up one percent. Because he was 74% week one and 75% in week two. I was like, come on, guys. What are we doing here? So He has right, two touchdowns on the season, one of them being a rushing touchdown. Sheesh, it's not good. All right, let's move on to the next one. Baltimore at Detroit. So this is a 
50 point over under Baltimore, eight point favorites. Uh, Walker wanted to know if Jared Goff is streamable. Jared Goff currently the quarterback eight on the season. So he's actually performed pretty well. So um, why don't you talk about Jared Goff a little bit, Walker? Uh, he throws a lot because the team is bad. That's pretty much it. I mean, he's he's aggressively average. He's uh, he just he's in a situation where he's got to throw a lot. He throws a lot of high completion percentage type passes. Um, a lot to his running backs. A lot to T.J. Hawkinson, who's incredible. Um, he should get one or two touchdowns a game because the offense is competent. It's not good, but it's not bad. It's just kind of there. Um, and they play from behind so much that they kind of have to sling it around. So most weeks he's going to have at least 250 passing yards and a touchdown. He doesn't turn the ball over a ton. So you're looking at a guy with a safe, like 12 to 14 point floor. And if he throws a bunch, like he did in week one, he can get you in the mid twenties in points. So, um, yeah, he's, he's pretty much your classic streaming quarterback option. I mean, just guy that you scoop up and you're like well he's not going to kill me probably not going to win me the week but you know if quarterback's your only spot of bother um then you can you can go with golf yeah and uh the people on the twitch stream saw me make a face so tyro i just saw the tyro williams ir concussion ir news i have this dynasty league this deep dynasty league that is absolutely cursed i have both ravens running backs on there i have raheem mostert i have uh Jeff Wilson, I have Odell Beckham, I have Tyro Williams. It's like everybody, somebody else, every week somebody else gets hurt. So that's why I made that face. So um Lions injuries, uh DeAndre Swift has a groin. He's been limited in practice all oh, week. He, has a ex- groin. he does have a groin. That is confirmed. He's expected to play. Confirmed Lamar Jackson groin. Confirmed groin. <laughs> the doctors checked it out, said it's there. <laughs> this <laughs> said, man has a groin. This man has a groin. Um uh Lamar Jackson has a stomach bug, non-COVID illness. That looks to be the only real injury on the um skill positions for Baltimore. Ronnie Stanley didn't practice on Wednesday. Uh but I normally say ignore practice r- reports on Wednesday, but this one it looks like uh it's the same deal as what happened week 1, so he might be out for this game. So, um Tyson Williams. Mm-hmm. So Walker, you have him as running back 17. Uh, Mike, are you starting Tyson Williams or Jamal Williams in the same game? I'm, I'm going to go Jamal Williams in this. What? I, yeah, I, I like I, Tyson to me is someone that's going to be Matt Breda. Uh, I I just don't see him having a very big role. I, he does have that speed that just like Matt Breda, you know, you, you get him in open space and he's gone. Mm-hmm. So he, he, I do like him in that because the Ravens offense usually puts their players in open space just because they have to be so spread out when it comes to trying to corral Lamar Jackson. So they do have those, a lot of gaps in uh, lanes for running backs to run through. So it's, that's very good, very fitting for Tyson Williams, but it, that's only going to last so long, too, in, in so many games. So I'm, I'm going to go Jamal Williams. Okay. Walker, you Oh, and also sure? to, to sort of speak on what Walker was saying about Jared Goff throwing the ball, Jared Goff is, is third right now in attempts with 93. Yeah. Wow. That's a lot. lot. Of, 
It's a lot of pass attempts. Um, you know who's second? Uh, Matt Ryan. Nope. Trevor Lawrence. No, he's not. Um, who's second in passing attempts? Uh, Dak Prescott. Think um, AFC West. Justin oh, Herbert. Oh, Derek Carr. Derek, Derek Carr. Carr. Derek Carr and Jared Goff yeah. have the same amount of passing attempts. They're both is, tied for second. Is Dak number one? Dak Prescott is six. Who's number one? Sam Darnold. Oh, oh because of right, because he's played because of last oh, night. Yeah. Right. <laughs> God damn it. You jerk. Um, <laughs> Trick question. Got my ass. Yeah. yeah. Brandon Cooks is killing all the other wide receivers. Brandon Cooks is. wide receiver one overall. <laughs> he's not. Cooper yes, Cup is. is still is. No, he's wide receiver one in my I, league, which is full I, PPR. Oh, in half PPR, it's still Cooper Cup, I believe. Well, I have the top yeah. two receivers right now with Cup and Cooks. Yeah, let me double check that. Until uh, Sunday. Yeah, for for the next three day, you know, until Sunday at 10 a.m., Walker's got all the all the, uh, all the guys, <laughs> all the guys. So wide receiver one. Hold on, I'm double checking. Half EPR stats. I want season long. I don't want projected. Uh, uh this. Oh, God bless it, guys. I don't know how to use my phone. I'm an old man. Okay. Why does yep, this matter? Third. Because it was weird. He's played in it. This is how good Cooper Cup and Tyler Lockett have been. Okay. That's why I brought it up, because Brandon Cooks has been fantastic, and he's still third. Mm. That's, all. That's all. All right. What else is there to talk about this game? Hollywood Brown. Uh, Walker, you have him. 13th. 13th. So you have him ahead of Adam Thielen, Amari Cooper, and Keenan Allen. Mike, do you have any of those guys over Hollywood Brown? Again, those are Thielen, Cooper, and Keenan Allen. Uh, Cooper is in Amari Cooper? Yeah. No, no, as in uh, Mr. Cooper, as in hanging with him. Oh, hanging with Mr. Cooper? Great show, by the way. Um, God, I want to say yes, because Hollywood Brown, are you kidding me? Um, he's been good. But he's he was been good. good. He was exactly. good to last year. He's good to start the year this year. He's, very he's playing a very, and he's playing a defense with one cornerback who knows how to play football. <laughs> that is healthy. Yeah. I think I think I'll have to I think I'll have to go with Hollywood Brown. I mean, he has, as you guys mentioned, last what twelve games from like week twelve on from last season till week two now. Yeah, against Detroit, I gotta go with Hollywood. 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 Yeah. So I mean, we poo pooed uh, him at the end of last year, but through two games this year, he has sixteen targets, twelve catches, hundred eighty-two yards, two touchdowns. Light him up. I mean, six catches, 90 yards, and a touchdown per game. You can't get away from that at this point. So, especially not in this matchup. So, that's that. Uh oh. Where'd Jeff go? I don't know. All I heard was boom. That was it. You guys still? I'm here. Oh, Jeff came back. I'm here. I don't know what happened. I got. I heard something too. I think some signal got crossed. I don't know. Anyway, um. I forgot what I was saying. Marquise Brown, he's good at football. Don't overthink. Oh, he's probably a guy you got as like a wide receiver four or five, but there are guys, like we mentioned, Thielen, Cooper, Keenan Allen, who you should be starting him over. Um, You know, uh, let's see, Julio Jones. Uh, Walker, you need to move Brandon Cooks up to one for this week, just so so you know. No, I'm not doing that. That is cheating. You're you're not going to do a Chad Ford? I don't know who that is. You don't know the Chad. For- okay, so Chad Ford was an NBA 
Like, oh, in, yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't, I, go, don't, I don't know the thing, but I, yeah, I know who he is now. Oh, he got busted. He used to go around. He used to go back and like change his mock drafts, like oh. after, after the fact, so that oh, so geez. that he would look smart. Oh, bad. That is this, some. That's some dumb stuff. And this yeah. was when he was at ESPN too. So it's not like it was, you know, like if it's not like his blog, he went back and changed it. So he would look smarter. Like people were paying attention to him. So very, uh, but he would wait until nobody's paying attention to that draft anymore, then go back and change it. So retroactively, he looked very smart. So uh, that's what I'm going to do with ranks every week. Just so everybody knows that would actually, that would actually be a very good bit to like pub- it would publish. Be really funny. Yeah. Publish your week three ranks on Tuesday after week three. Yeah. All right. Next game up, Mike. It's your boys, Indianapolis at Tennessee Titans. Indianapolis is 0-2. Tennessee is 1-1. 48-point over-under. Tennessee, five-point favorites. And, Mike, you want to know if Jonathan Taylor is a top 15 running back. Is that in the week or on the season? Um, For for this week, uh, and that's kind of – now that I'm like thinking about it, that's probably really not good either, considering that's actually a legitimate question for being on the season as well. At this point, uh, he has not been fantastic in his two contests. He was a RB 11 against Seattle. Um, and that was just more due to the fact that he caught six balls uh, on, and had 56 uh, yards in the air. Uh, but, um, you know, uh, when he ran the ball, I'm sorry. When he ran the ball, he had 56 yards rushing on 17 carries. So it's not a very good yards per carry average. Uh, And then last week against the Rams, he was an RB 42. So an RB 11 against Seattle, an RB 42 um, against the Rams. And he had 51 yards on 15 carries against the Rams. Now, you know, Seattle and the Rams, especially the Rams, have a very good defense. So it's just like, uh, yes, these aren't very good rushing um, you know, carries and that kind of thing. But when you're when your points are coming through the air, then there's a big problem. Um, and the, the reason why he finishes an RB42 against the Rams is because he caught only one pass. He did have a chance to get in the goal line. Um, few times like they gave him the ball three straight times and he couldn't get in from the one and that really hurt him and he didn't score against Seattle so at this point he has zero rushing touchdowns fortunately they have a Tennessee defense that gives up a lot of points to the offense and um, Taylor overall is an RB 22 so when you mix in an RB 11 and RB RB42, you get an RB22. I think with the t- Titans defense and the fact that Carson Wentz is practicing, uh, Taylor will finish um, inside the top 15. All right. Perfect. I mean, sounds good. Uh, uh, Walker, do you have anything to add on the Jonathan Taylor front? Uh, yeah, I'm not panicking right now. I think mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm still plugging and playing him for a, a while now. I mean, if it's like week five and we're still looking at he's just not getting it done on the ground that maybe we got to rethink something, but for now I'm going to trust it. Okay. Sounds good. So, uh, injuries for this one, um, Carson Wentz is a game time decision. Um, you really don't have to worry about that outside of two quarterback leagues. The backup there is maybe Jacob Eason, uh, maybe Brett Hundley, who's apparently still kicking around. Yeah. They picked uh, him up, um, Eason, but... about three weeks ago. 
I think, and put him on the practice squad. And they activated him off the practice squad. But as Walker said, it's it'll be Eason if 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 Wentz can't go. But I'm I'm pretty pretty confident Wentz is going since he's practicing. Yeah, I still want to know how you sprained both your ankles that on one play. That's what I want to know. <laughs> um, uh, Paris Campbell is limited with an abdomen injury. Um, that was the same thing that held him out last week. So. Definitely keep an eye on that if you're planning on starting Paris Campbell. Um, for the Titans, Anthony Ferkser will not be playing this weekend. Uh, A.J. Brown did the same thing he did every week last year, which is not practice on Wednesday with a knee issue, then practice on Thursday, and then play on Sunday. Those are the only real injuries listed for fancy relevant guys for the Titans. Um, I would just like, you know, don't panic about A.J. Brown. That's all I want to say. Just keep starting him. I think this is going to be a good game for him. Um, I think he'll be dancing in the end zone in this one. Um, I think this could be a bounce back game for the uh, the Titans. Um, AJ Brown should get two touchdowns in this game. Yeah, hopefully. God, I hope so. Um, I'm, Naheem, I'm, 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 count, I'm counting on it. You're counting on it? You starting yeah. him? <laughs> Mike's oh. like, I'm really counting on it. I, 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 I don't have AJ Brown in any of my teams, but with the way that Colts defense is playing. And I, I don't even know if Xavier Rhodes is back, but um, yeah, they, the AJ Brown should get two touchdowns in, on the, on the Colts. I sure hope so. I want, I want a big game, big game from Tannehill, big game from AJ Brown. Um, Naheem Hines had a rough week last week. I think this is kind of what he is better suited as a flex than an RB two, just because yes. he can get dropped out of the game plan pretty easily. Um, are we if Paris Campbell plays? I just want to get this on wax just so people know because they'll probably be trying to make this decision. Um, seems like an easy decision, but I just want to get it on wax. Julio Jones or Paris Campbell if Paris Campbell is healthy and playing? What Julio? What? Because some people have Paris Campbell as a sleeper and don't trust what. Like I said, I just want don't to get play on Paris wax. Campbell. There you go. There's the answer. Michael Mike? Pittman's the guy there, anyways. That's what I meant. I meant Michael Pittman. God bless it. Jesus, really? Yes, I'm. I'm. I'm doing like three things at once, trying to get the podcast going. I'm trying to. <laughs> I'm doing like three things at once. Please uh, leave well, me alone. Don't no, I mean, Jesus really me. I got the guys mixed up. Absolutely not on Michael Pittman either. But okay. that's a better option than Paris Campbell. That's what I. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. Sorry, I'm trying to trying to keep track of the timing on on Skype. Uh, because we're going to have to go to an ad in a second. I'm trying to run this. I'm trying to do a million different tech injuries. And uh, I've always gotten Paris Campbell and Michael Pittman mixed up for whatever reason. I don't know why. It doesn't make sense, but it's just one of those things. Well, that's because just... probably because Paris Campbell was drafted a couple of years ago over Terry McLaurin, and then Michael Pittman was drafted the, the season after. So it's probably that. And uh, I like the t- after Terry McLaurin dig. Like, Mike's not bitter at all. No, not at all. Not one bit. <laughs> Mike's not bitter at all. Sorry about that. My brain turned off for a second. So um, anything else to add for Colts and Titans here? No. It's going to be interesting to see what Derrick Henry does against the Colts defensive front. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in seeing how that, that plays out. And I don't expect Derrick Henry to run free as he did last week um, all day long. So if you're a Derrick Henry owner and you think that's going to happen, then temper expectations. Okay. Um, All right. Real quick. Just want to see 
there's anything interesting here. I think we're good. So, um, oh, Jack Doyle. I want to talk about Jack Doyle. Jack Doyle is quietly number six, I believe, in tight end targets on the season. So if you're in a deep league and desperate, all you need is like some points from your tight end. I believe he's 7% rostered right now. So keep that in mind. If you're at a deeper league and you're kind of desperate, Jack Doyle is quietly just like plugging along, just doing Jack Doyle things. So if you if you're if you end up in a desperate spot this week, you could do a lot worse. Um, for some reason, I see him scoring a touchdown this week. It's yeah, just I've got a, him. I've got him tight end fourteen, I think. So yeah, there you go. So Walker's right there. Yeah, Jack. Doyle, yeah, they're they're just ignoring um uh, Mo Alley Cox for the most part. It's it's Less like Alley Cox. With how it was before, huh? He Who's said Alley, less Alley Cox? Cox. He said less Alley Cox. Not yes, less Alley Cox. Cox. More yeah. Cox. Whoa! Family show. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, Walker, you have Jack Doyle at 14 ahead of guys who were drafted like Mike Gesicki, Hunter Henry, uh, and Tyler Higby, um, who were pretty much uh, drafted uh, almost universally. So that's somewhat a vote of confidence in him. All right, so uh, we're back with golf golf chat. Um, that's me. That's, golf, that's golf, golf chat. Golf McGee over here. Big big daddy golf. Big daddy golf. Tell Walker, tell the folks uh, on the podcast. Somebody got his first hole in one. Ah, uh, it was me. I did it. Yeah, <laughs> I did that on Sunday. Got a hole in one. First one I've probably played. I don't know how I can't even estimate how many rounds of golf I've played in my life. I've been playing since I was four, and I'm almost 26. So, yeah, it was it was nuts. I I like jumped on my dad. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> That's thanks, awesome. Mike. Yeah, thanks guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, I know it's one of those things where it's like we already brought it up, but if it was me, I'd be like, oh, by the way, uh, <laughs> for the next like two weeks. Yeah. I, I you change your name your uh, Twitter handle to Big Daddy Hole in One. <laughs> if Jeff did something like that, he'd be like Jeff quote marks. I got a hole in one. I got a hole Crisco. in one. Yeah. It would be Jeff quote hole in one. Crisco. That's what it would be. So, all right, let's go on. Let's talk about some more football. Chargers at Chiefs, AFC West matchup. I this is gonna be a fun game. I think fifty-four and a half point over under. Chiefs six and a half point favorites. And Mike wants to know if Justin Herbert is still a top 12 quarterback. And I'm curious about this verbiage, about if he's still one. Do you think that he might fall out of this? Or is it uh, being facetious a little bit here with the verbiage? No, I think he's on his way of falling out of it. It's, uh, week one was a disaster week for him. He only had one touchdown. Uh, but he did throw for 337 yards against the Washington football team. And then in week two, against the soft defense of the Cowboys, he threw for just another, just one touchdown, but he did have a very good day yardage-wise with 338 yards on it. So it's definitely not uh, the yards that are a problem. Uh, he's just an QB 18 at the moment um, and has more interceptions than he does touchdowns. So he has three interceptions and just two touchdowns. What you don't don't want ever to see in your quarterback, um, but as I mentioned, at least he has nearly 700 yards passing, 675 to be exact, which is fifth. So he's fifth uh, among quarterbacks in yards. Just horrible ratio numbers. Um, I, I don't know if he's going to get any better against the Chiefs because they're very good against the pass. So if 
you drafted Justin Herbert, you might want to look at your backup and see what he what he what he can do. Uh, if you have a very strong backup, then maybe insert him because I, I do not see Justin Herbert finishing in the top 12 this week either. All right. Shoot. Um, Del Walker has him at 11 this week. Um, Mike, would you start Justin Herbert or Jalen Hurts this week? I, I, I'm going to go Hurts um, over Herbert. I think that's a that's a very good example of who I'm talking about. So if you if you drafted Herbert and then you later on got got Hurts, then Hurts would be someone I would put over Justin Herbert. Okay. Okay. What about uh, I'm trying to find the line. Herbert or Derek Carr? Uh, you know, I love me some Derek Carr. All right. I'm going down Walker's list. So these are guys ranked behind Justin Herbert at 11 for Walker. Um, Cousins or Herbert? Again, Cousins. D- Daniel Jones. That's, I mean, come on. Against Daniel- Atlanta defense? I'm going to go Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is just bad Justin Herbert. <laughs> yeah, overall, skill-wise. But Daniel Jones is being is putting up some uh, steady numbers. Um, right now, let's see, whereas uh, Daniel Jones is the QB7 right now in the season. I leaned back in, in shock. Uh, Bridgewater? Bridgewater? Yeah, Bridgewater? Who is Bridgewater playing? Jacksonville. The Jets. No, Jets. Jets, sorry. The Jets. Well, <laughs> don't go Bridgewater. Uh, All right. I don't even remember who I have 17. Is that golf? That's Jared Goff, baby. Goff against Baltimore or Herbert okay, against Pittsburgh? Okay, so I'd probably call Herbert over Goff against Baltimore. You have to, or else I'd kick you off the podcast. <laughs> the podcast. <laughs> Get him out of here. He's done. Get him out of here. Yeah, that would, that would be too far. So um, injuries in this one, uh, Joey Bosa dealing with an injury, but he's always dealing with an injury. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire has a non-COVID illness that he's dealing with. I do believe it is uh, fumbleitis. Folks, fumbleitis. Folks, folks. Um, CEH playing bad. Mike, what do you think about CEH this weekend? Would you start Clyde Edwards-Alaire or uh, Javante Williams against the Jets? Yeah, I'm gonna go. I mean, don't, don't, you shouldn't do this, okay? But. Uh-oh. You, I, I think Javante Williams actually is going to score a touchdown, and I don't think you can count on that with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. But you're going to play Clyde Edwards-Hilaire over over Javante Williams. Uh, what about Miles Gascan, who's also been just okay this year? Yeah, he's been just okay this year too. Um, I'm going to lean more into. I mean, that's more of a coin flip. Uh, I'd go. I'd go Clyde Edwards there. Uh, what about Jamal Williams or Naheem Hines? Jamal Williams against Naheem Hines? No, or Naheem Hines versus uh, uh Clyde Edwards. I go Jamal, and then I go Clyde over Naheem. Jamal, Clyde, Naheem. Okay, so he's fitting in into like a back end wide receiver two, high end flex for you. Okay. Yes. Exactly. Um, that sounds like a good spot. Yeah, Chiefs are fairly straightforward. Mahomes, Reek, and Kelsey are all top three options for you every single week. Uh, Chargers, you're starting Keenan Allen. You're starting Mike Williams. He's going to go for 1,010 this year. Um, And uh, you're starting Austin Eckler. But Jared Cook, so Jared Cook-Walker has him as tight end 12. He's sneakily been 
pretty good this year. He had a touchdown called back this week on an illegal shift, which, you know, maybe the illegal shift is what helped get him open. But uh, if he had scored that touchdown, he'd be up in the top six at tight end. So just something to keep in mind. He is getting a lot of targets and a lot of usage around the goal line. So um, he's in my sleeper uh, tight ends this week because he is rostered in fewer than 50% of leagues. So um, if you have like a um, a guy who's been struggling like a Hunter Henry or a Tyler Higby or a Mike Kosicki, that's an option for you um, to go with um, Jared Cook. Uh, if you have Michael Hardman, don't bother. Um, there's nobody else really to talk about in this game, right? Yeah, not really. All right. Let's move on to New Orleans and New England. This one is a head scratcher for me because I'm still not quite sure what to make of New Orleans, but they're both one and one 42 point over under, which is going to be your second lowest of the week. Lowest is, uh, Jets Broncos, which makes a lot of sense. New England, three point favorites in this one. And Mike, you want to know if Alvin Kamara is even a running back one, if he's even top 12, which at this point in the year, he hasn't been. No. He's, he's, he's sad because he's not on my home league team anymore for the first time. He has no reason to play. Yeah, and it's probably a good thing that he's not on your home league either because at this point, he's an RB20. Um, week one didn't look too bad. He, uh, he had 83 yards rushing, caught three passes. Fortunately, one of those was a touchdown, which has sort of floated his his RB20 on the season. If he didn't catch that, then he'd be way down in the 30 range. Um, because in week two, he uh, it was pretty bad. Um, he finished as an RB37. He only rushed for five yards. Yeah, uh, I had to check that twice. I said, say what? Um, and then he caught uh, four passes for 25 yards. So he did much more in the air, which he tends to do. But you definitely don't see five yards out of Kamara. I mean, 75, 80, maybe even 90, but uh, five. Um, yeah, I don't know what that is. So it's this This is what um, we're nervous about Kamara when Drew Brees left was – is he going to perform the normal way that he performs with Drew Brees? And right now, the answer is no. And he has a tough New England defense this Sunday. I Hopefully he can turn things around. I, I don't see it this week. I see him, you know, uh, anywhere between. I mean, I don't I, I don't even know if I can say RB20, but that's that's looking at like where I'm seeing him finish, if not below that. So I, I don't count on him being an RB12 this week. I really don't. I see it more 2025 as crazy as that sounds to me. It's hard to I mean, it's hard to disagree with you because the Saints offense is a mess. It's I mean. I tweeted out today. I said, if anybody can tell, if anybody says that they know what's going on with the Saints offense, they're lying to you. Um, but there's one thing we do know, and it's that Alvin Kamara is their best player on offense. We do yeah. know that. Yes. What we also know, two other things we know is Jameis Winston tends to be mistake prone and Bill Belichick wants to take away your best weapon. So if it's Alvin Kamara by far, I mean, he's going to, he big the hoodie, Bill Belichick, he's going to scheme things in such a way that he's going to force you away from Alvin Kamara. And since Kamara, like you mentioned, Mike, isn't 
like a Derrick Henry, a guy who gets a lot of rush attempts, it's a lot of targets and stuff. It's something that you could potentially scheme away and take away. So, I mean, you're still you, you have to start Alvin Kamara like it's week three. You took him in the first five or six picks, but you have to temper your expectations for him at this point. Right. I'm thinking about starting Chase Edmonds over Alvin Kamara right now. I would not do that. <laughs> I love Watch. Chase Edmonds. I would not do that. Yeah, that I think that's getting a little a little bit uh He has Jacksonville though this week. That's that's too much tilt in my opinion. But I get I get excuse me, I get being a little nervous about Kamara. He's he's usage has been fine, the production just hasn't been there. Um there isn't really any other receiving threat on the team, but He's the only guy I think you're starting there. Um, yeah, I understand the that. instinct. I just don't think that I would do it. Right? Yeah. Like I like like I said, I get being nervous about him, but I think you got to roll with him. Um, you're probably not expecting like a weak winner this week, but Kamara's so good that you have to play him. Um, yeah. So that's the only guy I'm playing on that side. Then uh, I guess I'll segue into the New England running backs. Then um, yeah, go for it. I think you can play both Harris and White this week. Um, I have them back-to-back at 19 and 20 in my rankings. I think they're both solid RB2 slash really good flex plays. Um, Harris is getting pretty much all the rushing volume. Um, He gets the carries down by the goal line when they get down there. White is catching a lot of passes. Um, When he's in there for a drive, he kind of tends to stay in there, so he's going to pop in a couple rushing touchdowns every now and then. yeah, just uh, I think they're both playable. Other than that, um, Janu or Hunter Henry, if you're desperate, maybe. Uh, the receivers, I it's tough to start any of them right now because just the targets aren't really there. Mac doesn't throw down the field at all. Yeah, so I was actually thinking, I was, like, are we starting anybody in this game except for running backs? I'm fine if you don't. Um, the only one that I might start or think about starting is Nelson Aguilar. Um, but other than that, no. I hadn't thought about a Nelson Aguilar start. Um, I hadn't thought about Nelson Aguilar this year. Um, so let's see. Let's see what Nelson Aguilar is up to. Uh, Nelson Aguilar currently has 10 targets, 8 catches for 93 yards. So not spectacular, but Mike, you're just saying... Maybe he'll do something for you. Maybe he'll pop. Yeah, as a flex option. Um, right now, he's a our wide receiver 46 on the season. So he's sort of in that flex area, I guess. Okay. Got a question for you, Mike. Uh, and then we'll move on to the next game. In this game, so you mentioned you might start Chase Edmonds over Alvin Kamara. Would you start James White or Alvin Kamara in this game? I think I'd go, I think I'd go with... Uh, James, I mean, Alvin Kamara, just because Alvin Kamara is going to get a lot of rushing production where James White won't. And that's the thing with Chase Edmonds is that he does get a lot of rush. I mean, he's really uh, Connor's not doing anything out there. No. Uh, and James uh, Chase Edmonds has both the rushing and receiving volume and he's playing Jacksonville. So I think it's just almost like a perfect storm kind of situation for Chase Edmonds. Um, and that's why I would that's why I'm kind of thinking um, starting him over Alvin Kamara. If, if it wasn't a perfect storm situation, I probably wouldn't even consider it. But where, where, do, you, where do you have Alvin Kamara and Chase Edmonds in your ranks, Walker? I have Kamara sixth um, and I have 
Edmonds 21. 21st. Yeah, 21st. Oh, wow. So you have Kamara that high. Um, okay. I think Walker's just having – he just has faith that Kamara's going to get get his. I mean, yeah. he's one of the best players in the NFL. I'll trust Kamara for now. I mean, if it's back-to-back really bad weeks, then maybe we'll start to reconsider. But um, I'll trust the talent this week. There you go. So, um, all right, that was the end of that one. Uh, let's see. Next game up is going to be Atlanta and the Giants. And uh, oops. I realized Walker and Mike can't see the joke that I made. I, I made the Giants the baseball Giants logo. Go Giants. <laughs> Bought my playoff tickets yesterday. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, go into the first game. Go into the first game uh, if they make it out of the wild card or out of the uh, out of the wild card game. Yeah, the first NLDS game. Which is a complete joke um, right now. I, I think how how do you how do you have two teams that are going to be and win 100 games, play a team that maybe went 80, and then have a one-game series, and that one team that wins 100 games possibly go home. I, I hate one-game playoffs. It's, it's oh, and they will, too, because of the Cardinals. So the Cardinals yeah, was, will absolutely figure out a way to somehow win that game. And I was going to say, the Cardinals are hot right now. They've won, like, double-digit in games in a row. Yeah, so it's like, I'm getting nervous, not for the, like, I'm getting nervous that the Dodgers are going to stay hot, the Giants are going to slip, and then the Giants are going to play the Cardinals and get booted because the cardinals you know cardinals devil magic takes over instead of even your vs because it's 2021 so um all right had to sneak in some giants baseball talk so atlanta falcons new york giants this is a 47 and a half point over under giants three point favorites while we were vamping about baseball i got to pull up the injury stuff russell gage is out for this weekend wide receiver for the falcons um the there's a report that the backfield could be 60 Florida split between Mike Davis and Cordell Patterson, which that won't last long. Cordell Patterson's almost 31 and he's 25 percent of the way to his career high in touches. I don't see that lasting very long. Right. And that's the only injury stuff for the Falcons. The only notable news for the Giants. Evan Ingram is questionable, but he should play on Sunday is the latest reports that I've seen. Same with Kenny Galladay, questionable with the hip issue. Uh, but um He's just not been that great so far this year. Um, uh, Saquon Barkley is off the injury report, so the ACL recovery seems to be they're not doing any more kid glove stuff with him. Um, so we are all good there. And um, Walker, you want to know, and this is what I said today, Kyle Pate's breakout game. No, Their wide receiver three is Olamide Zacchaeus. So Zacchaeus. <laughs> Zacchaeus. So, it's Olamide um, Zacchaeus, yeah. Olamide. I always put the the wrong emphasis on his first name. Olamide. Okay. So Olamide Zacchaeus is their third target. So this has got to be Kyle Pitt's breakout game, right? I mean, I'd like him to have a solid game for sure. Um, I don't know if he'll get in the end zone because down in the red zone, they'll be keyed in on him. But I think he'll get a lot of work. He'll get a lot of catches, a lot of yards. Um, you know, this is a game where Atlanta's probably going to have to throw again because they can't run the ball very well and, as much as it's ridiculous to think that New York is a better team, they are. And so the Pelicans will probably be behind. Um, yeah, I just think out of necessity, Pitts is going to get a ton of work. Yeah, I mean, that's that's this feels like this is going to be the game that everybody points to as him being worth the tight end four that they took him at. And, um, you know, I don't I, I don't know if one game can make that. So. 
Um, the the Giants gave gave up six six uh, catches to um, I, I can't remember the first team they played, and then five to Logan Thomas. So they tight ends are getting a lot of action against the the Giants defense um, matching up against tight ends. Kyle Pitts, of course, is pretty good tight end. So I could see six or more receptions out of Pitts this week. Yeah, big PPR game. I'm trying to remember who the Giants played in week one. It's driving me crazy. I, I had just I just had it up and I forgot myself. Oh, Denver. Denver. That's right, Noah Fan. So Noah Fan, Logan Thomas, they're all really good tight ends. Um Kyle Pitts probably could be if not better, um now will be better probably. So yeah. Yeah, we'll see. So in this one, um, I mean, we're starting Calvin Ridley. We're not starting Matt Ryan in one quarterback leagues. So let's talk about Daniel Jones. Um, Mike, who, what standard guys are you starting Daniel Jones over? You mentioned Justin Herbert earlier. Are you starting Daniel Jones over Jalen Hurts? Uh, I, who are the Eagles playing? Um, uh, Dallas. Oof, that's a tough one. Um. I'm gonna I'm gonna ride the Jalen Hurts train on this one until um, it crashes. Okay, what about Matthew Stafford? I, th- I think Daniel Jones, with his right rushing capability, will outperform Matthew Stafford. Okay, and then we get into Josh Allen, and there's no way that you're starting Daniel Jones over Josh Allen. <laughs> there's there's no way. I, well, the way Josh Allen is playing, I mean, oh I'm, come on. I, Really, I mean, I, I do expect Josh Allen to, to have a bounce back game, but he is playing Washington football team's defense. And say the words, Mike. Say I will start Daniel Jones over Josh Allen this week. Say the words. I will start Dan, Daniel Jones over Josh Allen this week. Okay, I had to make sure. I had to make sure that it. wasn't fourteen words. It was ten. So I, I'm not telling Mike to say the fourteen words. I, 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 I'm going I'm, I'm putting it right now that Daniel Jones will have a better um, fantasy production day than Dan, than um, J, uh, Josh Allen. Wow. All right. This guy. This guy. This guy loves Daniel Jones. It's called Joe Pisapia. I, I, you know, I, 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 I didn't like Josh, Josh uh, Daniel Jones when he came in the league. I didn't like him last year either, but. His trajectory um, is is what Josh Allen, same road Josh Allen was on, and, and it looks like it's that same 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 um, type of season uh, that Josh Allen breaks out that um, Daniel Jones does. That's right. I, I didn't mention that I never felt smaller as when Joe Pisapia called me an, an idiot moron for being excited about Daniel Jones this year. What? I've never felt smaller than when he was like, I don't. Idiot. No, I mean, it was on the podcast. He was like, ah, I don't know about that one. I was like, come on. Well, I think you're I think you're right, especially against Atlanta. Yeah, oh. he said the three words Walker wanted to hear, which was Walker is right. <laughs> I forget who that was about, but Walker was like, he said I was right. <laughs> uh, I think it was Marvin Jones. Oh, there you go. Yeah, Marvin Jones. So um, nothing else to add in this one. You're starting Saquon. I mean, maybe stream Evan Ingram. You're starting Kyle Pitts. You're starting Calvin Ridley. Don't start Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan stinks. Oh, I know what I want to talk about this one. Um, everybody is surprised and shocked that the Falcons aren't throwing this year. Arthur Smith is their head coach. Stop being surprised and shocked that the Falcons aren't throwing that much this year. Everybody's like, it's so confusing. Why does Matt Ryan have so few air yards? It's like, look at who his head coach is. I mean, we, we talked about it. We're, 
we talked about it last year with Ryan Tannehill and then pretended like it wouldn't be a thing with Matt Ryan this year. So yeah, he's just not going to throw him that. When you have it's, a running back that doesn't fit the um, offensive scheme, um, and so you can't rely on him. This is what I was worried about with Ryan Tannehill was the fact that if Derrick Henry goes down, that offense is just going to just collapse. So it's it's going to collapse with the Falcons just because there's no running game there, and that's what it's relied on. Yeah, so, I mean, that's... <sighs> That's the long and the short of it for Falcons Giants. So let's move on to the next one. Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. This is an AFC North matchup. Uh, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, 43 and a half point over under Pittsburgh. Three point favorites in this one. Feel, I mean, feels like it should be low, but that actually, you know, Pittsburgh hasn't been all that good. Uh, Cincinnati one and one Pittsburgh one and one. Mike wants us to rank the five receivers. And before we, before we get into that, Mike, T. Higgins is doubtful for this one. Oh, so, so I might have to even go down to four now? So four receivers. So if you don't know, Deontay Johnson is out. T. Higgins is doubtful. So we're talking Jamar Chase. Let's just leave T. Higgins off of this because, you know, doubtful designation. If it means, you know, chances are he's not going to play. So you got Jamar Chase. You got Juju. You got Tyler Boyd. And you got Chase Claypool. So you got two chases. Are we going to chase the points here? So I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go chase Juju Boyd Chase. You guys can decide who. You said is. chase twice. Yeah, I know. Well, which Jamar? chase do you no, want there? He means, he means Claypool last. Uh, do I? Yes. Do I? Shut up, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got to write this down. So, Jeff, what do you, what do you have? I have Jamar. No, I have actually Chase, Juju, Boyd, Claypool. Full PPR flip Chase and Juju. Well, I'm I'm doing it full PPR because that's what I do. Okay, then Juju, Chase, Boyd, Claypool. Oh, my God. Sorry, I default to half. Well, stop doing that. Juju what? Juju, Chase? Juju Chase Boy Claypool is his ranking. Okay. All right. What, what do you got, Walker? The same thing. Okay. That makes it easy. Mike, and what do you have? I have uh, Smith Schuster, so Juju. Um, I, I guess we all have the same thing because I took Juju, um, Chase, and then Boyd Claypool. Yeah. I think T. Higgins being out, uh, T. Uh, Tyler Boyd is going to get a, a lot more targets than he has been, and because uh, that's been my big quibble with Tyler Boyd this year is that he's getting edged out by better players. So T. Higgins is gone, then you know he'll be back out of necessity. And just so, just, a, just a quick rundown on where yeah. they are: Jamar Chase, wide receiver, twenty; Deontay Johnson, wide receiver, twenty-one; T. Higgins, wide receiver, twenty-three. So that's one tier, and then it falls down to the uh, second tier group of Juju, wide receiver 40, Boyd, wide receiver 55, and Claypool, wide receiver 59. Yeah, I just think no Deontay. Uh, it's gonna, Juju's like, he's going to double his target load. Oh, yeah, like for sure. Five, yeah. So um, question for you guys before I get to the injuries, because I definitely didn't just forget to pull them up. Uh, two guys in kind of the same tier. 
at running back in this one. Joe Mixon and Najee Harris. Who do we think has the better game? Mixon. I'm going to go with Najee Harris against the Bengals. I think the Steelers' defense is really good, and Joe Mixon against any any team that's kind of good is probably a zero anyways. Okay. Walker, what had you go in Joe Mixon over uh, Najee Harris? Because uh, he's looked better, not much better, but he's looked better the first two weeks. And, I mean, neither team is going to be able to move the ball super easily, I don't think. And neither team has a very good offensive line, and both players are getting volume, but Mixon's getting a little bit more volume. So, slight edge to Mixon. Okay. There you go. Uh, one thing I forgot to mention is uh, Ben Roethlisberger has a pec injury, but he's thinking he's going to play this weekend. He just needed something to complain about this week. So he has his pec injury. This is standard Big Ben. Uh, I'm not playing well, so I'm going to complain about some sort of injury situation for him. Um, and does it really matter? What is he going to go from throwing three yards per pass to one yard per pass? Got him. He's going to. He's going to throw it underhand. (laughs) He's going to throw granny-style passes. Uh, For the Bengals' side, um, uh, no real injuries to speak of, except for the T. Higgins shoulder that we already mentioned that he's doubtful. So um, I would find alternative options for T. Higgins, but it is a 10 a.m. game. So if you wanted to wait for the Football Absurdity starter sit stream, here at twitch.tv slash football absurdity, we will be going over all the injuries so you'll know uh, if he's going to be starting or not. But even if he is, unless we hear really good news about him, probably still not starting him on Sunday. So um, Joe Burrow, Ben Roethlisberger, both only two QB options this week. And Walker even has Joe Burrow 25th, so not even a good two QB option. And he doesn't even have Big Ben. Oh, my God. So... Yeah, right Start. now, Joe Burrow's a QB 23 on the year. So there you go. There you go. So I think that does it for that game. Uh, let's keep it going uh, here and go to Jets 0-2 at Denver 2-0. 41.5-point over-under. Denver 10-point favorites in this one. We, we forgot one. Yeah, we did. We forgot Arizona-Jacksonville as I click the thing. 52-point over-under. Arizona 7-point favorites. Arizona 2-0. Jacksonville 0-2. Walker wants to know, can Rondale keep it up? Or can we expect more from Rondale? Thank you, mm-hmm. folks. Yeah, good job. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think Rondale is starting to take over as the number two target in that offense. Um, it's a really bad defense that they're playing as well. So I could definitely see him getting loose again. Um, you know, he's going to be in that six target range. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think you can fire up Rondale more as a flex play this week. Okay. Mike, what do you think about Rondell Moore this week? Um, I love Rondell Moore every week. Uh, I, I think uh, he's he, he's going to have his ups and downs, but where Walker puts him is a flex. I'm all aboard on that on that situation. So it's, yeah, I don't have any problems with, with him being the flex guy. Okay. Sounds good. So injuries in this one. Um, James O'Shaughnessy went on IR with an ankle injury. Uh, LaVisca Chenault, who injured his shoulder last week, does not have an injury designation this week. Uh, This is interesting. Um, This is not something I saw come across the newswire this morning, which is DeAndre Hopkins has a rib injury, which we knew about, but that he'll be a game-time decision for week three. So um, 
that's concerning given, you know, DeAndre Hopkins, what you drafted him and expected him to be. But the good news is, so he's a one o'clock start. Miami has some good pivots with Jalen Waddle, even maybe Devontae Parker. Vegas, you could cobble something together with maybe Hunter Renfro. If mm-hmm. uh, DeAndre Hopkins doesn't play, um, Tampa Bay has plenty of guys. Uh, I mean, you might have an Antonio Brown. You might be able to squeeze in a KJ Osborne. And then, um, you know, Philly, you could have a Devonta Smith. There's a lot of options is basically what I'm saying to pivot from uh, DeAndre Hopkins if he doesn't play. So I'm, if you have one of those pivots, I'm still rolling with DeAndre Hopkins. Is that, do you guys have a different opinion? No, I, you gotta you gotta roll with Hopkins. I mean, yeah, great matchup. If he plays, you gotta keep him in. Yeah, you just, gotta roll those dice because the upside is incredible. Just looking at the target share though, right now it's yeah. pretty interesting. Uh, Rondell Moore has one more target at 13 and one more reception than DeAndre Hopkins at 11. How many have they wasted on AJ Green? AJ Green uh, has what does he have? He has 12 total targets. And five receptions. That's too many targets. Yeah. That's six a game. Jesus yeah. Christ. He should have a lot that's, less than that. Yeah, He's that's like, exactly what he has, in fact, is six per game. Um, six against Tennessee, six against Minnesota. He's the freaking, like, Albert Pujols on the Angels. It's like, oh, you used to be somebody. You don't work. Nothing on your body functions anymore. But we're going to keep using you because of your name. So, um, so all three of them have 12 about 12 uh hopkins 12 rondo mel 13 and then aj green 12 okay okay i have i have a uh uh interesting question for you guys so trevor lawrence we're saying two quarterback leagues here um trying to see new orleans or new england has new orleans are we starting trevor lawrence or how about this trevor lawrence or justin fields in a two quarterback league Fields. Fields, because it's his first start, but Lawrence has been one of the worst quarterbacks in the league this year. He's been awful. Uh, Outside of him throwing, what was it, like 60 passes in week one, Mm -hmm. um, which really inflated his numbers. He's he's just not been good at all. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, I, I... do I have someone that I know isn't very good against someone that could either be very good or not good at all either? Uh, I'm going, I'm going to go by matchup and who Jacksonville has the Cardinals and the bears have Cleveland, Cleveland. I'm going to go, I'm going to go here. I'm going to go Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence Walker. Uh, what, what was the question? Sorry. Fields or Lawrence? I already said Fields. Oh, you already said Fields? Okay. I missed that. Okay. Um, Marvin Jones or Rondale Moore? Marvin. 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 Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, Chase Edmonds or James Robinson? Edmonds. Edmonds. I think Robinson. So I'm going to go Chase Edmonds, but I think James Robinson is trending in the right direction. Carlos Hyde's snaps are going down which is good. Like uh, Urban Meyer looked at him week one and went, oh, no, thank you. And he lost like 10% of his snaps after week one. So hopefully he loses another 10% this week or at least 5%. Then we can feel good about James Robinson again because his whole thing was uh, being somewhat efficient but getting lots of volume. So um, cut James Conner. 
a lot like Baker Mayfield, he's rostered in way too many leagues. He's also rostered in about 75% of leagues. And There's he no reason bad out there. He looks even worse and slower than James Conner normally does. Sir, please don't be rude. <laughs> please do not be rude to James Conner. To Jimmy Conner. Um no, he looks like doggy doo-doo. Don't he's he's he looks bad out there. Uh I already told Walker twice I think that he won, so I'm not going to tell him again. <laughs> All right. Next game up, Jets at Denver, the game I tried to skip ahead to. 41.5 point over under, Denver 10-point favorites. Uh, Walker wants to know if Javante is a top 24 running back in this one. Yeah, I mean, I have him at 24. Um, I think it's a it's a great matchup for him. Denver profiles to be ahead a lot in this game, so they're probably going to be grinding it out in the second half, bleeding clock. Williams has looked better than Gordon by a pretty significant margin so far this season. So I think even if they split the backfield touches, I could see Williams getting something in the 15 touch range. And uh, he's shown some ability for sure, especially uh, running and making people miss. So um, yeah, I, I think he gets in the end zone this week. Hmm. Okay. In so interesting. Sorry. An interesting bit of breaking news as in like, since we started recording this podcast, Tevin Coleman has been ruled out for this weekend. So Denver's a tough, tough matchup. Coleman only played 10% of snaps last week. Does this make you guys at all interested about Ty Johnson or Michael Carter? No. No? Mike? I, mean, I, I think the interest comes from Michael Carter, um, but not in playing. But to see what he actually can do as, as A, his volume has increased um, or attempts has increased from week one. And I'm sure they're going to increase this week as well to see what he can do with it, but not in an interest of playing him um, unless you're like in a desperate situation in a PPR league. Yeah. yeah. So Gordon and Javante Williams have had a near even split. Uh, and I just want to ask Melvin Gordon or Michael Carter in this game. Just want to put, make sure. Oh, Gordon. Okay. Gordon Walker. Okay, good. Um, I guess I'll make this easy. Are we starting any Jets in a standard league? In a standard league. Um, and by standard, I mean 12-team PPR. Yeah, not 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 standard. Isn't I, I know, I know, I know. Okay. Uh, I wouldn't. I mean, I guess you could put Corey Davis in if you're desperate, but I, I wouldn't do it. Mike? Uh, Jameson Crowder, if he plays, would be the only guy I would I would go with. Desperation? I, no, not even really in desperation because Braxton Berrios is doing well um, there. So in a PPR league, um, I, I don't know if you specified half or point, but um, in a full point PPR league, Jameson Crowder definitely has, I, I, could, I would slot him in as a flex. Uh, half point, I probably would ignore all Jets. Yeah, I think I'm with Walker on this one. I don't think I'm starting any Jets this week against Denver. Not even Jamison Crowder. Sorry, Mike. You're on an island on this one. Um, I think we make up some time here. Uh, one quarterback league, you're not starting either quarterback. You're starting Noah Fant. Uh, let's move on. <laughs> right? uh, I, I, want, I wanted to play, touch on that play running Cortland back. Sutton. Oh, yeah, play Cortland Sutton. What were you saying, Mike? I wanted to touch on the carry situation with the Broncos um, at, at this point. Uh, Melvin Gordon is an RB14, and uh, Javante Williams is an RB46, but that's more because of the receptions and touchdowns. Um, 
Javante Williams has actually had more carries than Melvin Gordon, 27 to 26. 24, I'm sorry, 27 to 24. So Williams is getting even more carries through the first two weeks than Melvin Gordon has gotten. Okay, so um, so what do we, what do you see? Do you see Melvin Gordon getting step pushed aside at any point, or yeah, like, I, I, how how long till it's just the Javante Williams show? Well, I don't think it'll ever be just the Javante Williams show, but like, I mean, if if I had to say like when is he like clearly going to be the starting back, I guess, or the guy getting more of the rushing attempts. Like week six, seven. Okay. Yeah, I agree with Walker. I, I, I it's just going to be a slow, steady incline um, difference between Gordon and Williams, and then by week seven or eight, we're going to see a quite a quite a big difference between the two as far as attempts. I, I Gordon's value comes in with the fact that he can be someone who can catch the ball out of the backfield because. Uh, Williams really struggles in that department. He does have two receptions for six yards, but it's not really his game. Like uh, I would trust Michael Carter over Javante Williams. um, And that's why they split back in college. So it's, it's more that if, if Javante Williams by week seven can prove that he is a a good capable pass catcher, then it would be a different story. But Melvin Gordon, David Johnson kind of roles will probably mirror each other, where as David Johnson's a third down back purely, I could see that being where um, Melvin Gordon comes in and gets a few carries, but is primarily used as a third down role. Okay. All right. Sounds good. So uh, let's move on to Miami and Vegas. Uh, this is a 45-point over-under, Vegas four-point favorites. And, Mike, you want to know about um, – Henry sorry. Ruggs. Yeah, sorry, the little uh, the little guy wasn't working. There we go. Uh, you guys can't see it, Mike and Walker, but the Twitch wasn't switching over to the next image, so that's why I got stuck there. So, Mike, you wanted to know if Henry Ruggs is a top 35 uh, finish this week. Yeah, yeah. Uh... I, you know, it, it really depends on what, what's going to end up happening, but I like the matchup with Miami. Um, in week one, he only caught two passes for 46 yards, which made him a wide receiver 74. And, you know, it was, oh, my goodness, Henry Rugg sucks, and he can't do anything. And, you know, he didn't do anything his rookie year, and now he's not doing anything. So it's just, you know, throw him away. But in week two, it was a completely different story. Five receptions, 113 yards. And a touchdown, and that put him as a wide receiver 10 in PPR leagues. Overall, he is a wide receiver 32. And Nelson Aguilar, as I mentioned a few times, Nelson Aguilar as a Raider last year finishes a a wide receiver 34. So you're going to see hills and valleys with Ruggs um, throughout this season. Um, As I mentioned, the Dolphins, they, they gave up a wide receiver 22 performance in Nelson Aguilar um, in week one and in wide receiver 29 performance to Stefan Diggs, both Diggs and Aguilar are deep threats. And guess what Ruggs is a deep threat. So Ruggs, I definitely think he'll finish in the top 35 of wide receiver. So if flex option, if you do have Ruggs, this is, it would be a good time to play him. Okay. Walker, what do you think about that? uh, uh, The Henry Ruggs versus this Miami defense. 
I mean, yeah, he'll get some Xavier Howard, so I'm, I'm not maybe as bullish as Mike on the matchup. I definitely think you can flex him, um, but it's def- it's more of an upside play. If you're feeling like I need I need somebody in my flex hat to blow up, then uh, you can throw rugs in there in the event that he catches a long touchdown. Um, but if you're looking for safe points, I'd probably go elsewhere. That's a good that's a good point. If if you're looking at your flex play as, as a secure point, as a floor point, then probably rugs is not it. But if you're looking for like that boom situation, then go with rugs. So yeah, that I like that. All right, I'll ask you guys a question. So Will Fuller was back at Dolphins practice on Wednesday. He's expected to play on Sunday. Um why don't we rank the wide receivers in this game? Uh we'll do the three Miami guys, Waddle. Fuller and Devonte Parker and Henry Ruggs. So let's see where we stand on all four of those guys. So Walker, Fuller, Parker, and Ruggs. Who? Did you say you said Walker? Oh, I th- did you mean Waddle? Waddle, Waddle. Sorry. Waddle, Fuller, Parker, and Ruggs. Yes. Uh. Uh. Parker last. Okay. Um, I I'd, I'd probably go with I'd probably just go Rugs first and then Waddle Fuller Parker. Okay, Mike Rugs Walker has Rugs Water Fuller blah 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 blah. Rugs Waddle Fuller and Parker. I don't know why I haven't such trouble with Waddle's name today. Um. Yeah. I I I'm a little different. I think. Waddle is my number one. Ruggs is my number two. Uh, Fuller, three. And then Devontae Parker, number four. Okay, so say that again. Uh, Waddle, one. Mm-hmm. Ruggs, two. Okay. Then uh, Fuller, three. And then Parker, four. So I would go Waddle, Fuller, Ruggs, Parker. So we all agree that Parker's last. Yeah, pretty much. Because he sucks. Yeah, he doesn't have Fitzpatrick. And without Fitzpatrick, he can't do anything. Exactly. So um, injuries in this one. Josh Jacobs is doubtful with an anchor injury. You can go ahead and put somebody else in. Um, I mean, if you have both, if if you really want to try to play Josh Jacobs, I mean, you can. Peyton Barber, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Kenyon Drake. How'd that taste? Was it seven carries for nine yards? Um, enough, enough passing volume to get ten points. Good Woo. God. It shows why sometimes in this game that we play, it doesn't matter if you're good, if you're getting the right kinds of points. Yep. The, the right kinds of touches. Uh, that's the only real injury on the Vegas side. I mentioned Will Fuller was back at practice. The big one, too, oh, I completely forgot about the Tua injury. Forget my Will Fuller thing. Waddle, Ruggs, Fuller, Parker. I completely about, forgot about the two of fractured ribs. It will be Jacoby Brissett this weekend, probably. So I it think says, you can maybe put all the Raiders in front of um, the Dolphins wide receivers now. Uh, nah, I, I think Waddle will get his still. Yeah, Waddle will lead. I was just being more facetious. Yeah. But, yeah, but I, I would, you know, Hunter Renfro does become more interesting than like a Devontae Parker. Yeah, the, for sure. I, yeah, or a Will Fuller as well. Um, so, yeah. it Yeah. It's worth the thought. I mean, Jacoby Brissett isn't terrible. He's just not very good. 
So I don't know what happened last week. That looked just atrocious, and he's not yeah. that bad of a quarterback. But last he just week, wasn't. He just was. wasn't wasn't ready to start. He wasn't expecting to start. I mean, that happens from time to time. Guys aren't ready to uh, to go. So. Um, all right, let's move on to the next one here. Oh, uh, let's talk about Miles um, Gaskin. Um, I'd say you still got to start him in PPR league. Back end, running back to high end flex. Just have faith. Yeah. Well, you weren't when you drafted him. You weren't expecting him to to score touchdowns. Um, so yeah. you're expecting him to catch passes. Unfortunately, Jacoby Brissett and Naheem Hines didn't mix well. So. I don't know how well uh, Miles Gaskin and Jacoby Brissett's going to mix at this point, but yeah, he's yeah. I, I wouldn't to worry too much about Gaskin. Okay, all righty, sounds good. So now let's move on to the next one. Um, next game is Tampa Bay and the Rams. Uh, this is a 55 and a half point over under. Uh, Tampa Bay one and a half point favorites. They are both two and zero. Oh. Um, wow, that's a lot of points for these two defenses. Oh, I mean, it's two really good offenses, too. That's true. Um, they also get paid. So we're trying to make up some time here. So let, let's do this. You're starting Brady, Stafford, Woods, Cup, Evans, Godwin, Gronk, and then it gets into question marks, right? Because Henderson's banged up. Uh, Rojo, I don't know what we can do. Um, are we cutting Rojo? I guess is the question for this game for you guys. Not nope. yet. Not yet. Nope, nope, nope. Not until I mean, I don't. I don't know what's going on with his head. I didn't like what Bruce Arian said. Um, I I didn't put much faith into it at the time, but when they when Bruce Arian said, well, I I was going to put him in the game after he fumbled in week one, but he didn't have um a very confident or his head wasn't straight or whatever he said, um, just talking about his mindset. And I'm like, okay, whatever. It sounds like an excuse to me. And then Rojo goes out and, and, you know, poops to bed in week two. So I, I don't know if he's dealing with stuff or what. Um, I don't want to make that speculation, but Rojo is much better than what we've seen out of him in the first two weeks. I mean, there was, there was a, a tweet thread about how Rojo – um, there are some videos of him just absolutely just spiraling on the field, just a lot of mental mistakes. So it, it could be a thing where he's not getting out of his own way right now and his talent's not shining through because he's too far into his own head. And that's the kind of thing that it's not like an injury. It's not a straightforward line to get better. So, I mean, at this point, I'm not cutting Rojo unless I'm desperate, but I'm not starting Rojo. I don't see myself starting Rojo till almost Halloween at this point. Like, if you get desperate, you're going to have to go with it. But I want to see multiple weeks of Rojo having his head on straight before I trust it. So, you know, I mean, what are you going to do? He was probably a running back four for you anyway. So there's no there's no reason to rush um, him playing, um, as you mentioned, another, you know, month or so, month and a half is could be a good test for him. He was uh, my running back, too, in my home league. Say what? He was my running back too oh, in my home. What the hell happened? Then? What did you wait until like the tenth round or something? It was a, it was the salary cap draft where the robot auto drafted me Tyree Kill. So oh, I had, well, that's I, I had a massive chunk of money gone. So I was like, and I end up, you know, now I have Jamal, James White as my running back too. So worse things have happened. And Jamal Williams is my running back three. So now he's my running back four. So um, 
that that that's a whole different story. I was like, what the hell are you thinking? Um, yeah, um, I'm trying to get an injury update. I'm seeing if there's any injury updates for Daryl Henderson because um, he should be out a couple weeks, I would imagine. That's he's what I'm thinking. He's he's officially questionable. Okay, uh, game time decision. So I mean, yeah. easy play here. Sony Michelle is probably not rostered. So if you try, if you need to trust in Daryl Henderson, you can just pick up Sony Michelle. And they would probably honestly do the same same thing. Because um, if you figure Daryl Henderson's going to be splitting with Sony Michelle versus Sony Michelle having the backfield to himself, it's probably about the same number of fantasy points. Um, that's the only real injury to deal with on the Ram side. And if I'm remembering correctly, there isn't much to think about with the Tampa Bay side. Um, keep an eye on Van start Jefferson. Yeah, start them all. Keep an eye on Van Jefferson in deeper leagues. He's playing like 95% of snaps. Uh, but Walker and I, Walker kind of nailed it on the head. He might be getting the Jalen Guyton just hanging out on the field award this year where he doesn't do a whole hell of a lot. Uh, well, so as I talked about with Van Jefferson um, a couple times, Van Jefferson's their deep threat, even though Deshaun Jackson's out there. And yeah. with Matthew Stafford and loving that deep threat, that's why Van Jefferson is doing what he's doing. It's not great, but it is something. Yeah. Uh, so, all right, let's, now let's move on to the next one. Seattle and Minnesota. This is another 55 and a half point over under, uh, Seattle one and a half point favorites in this one. Uh, Mike, you want to know if Tyler Lockett versus Adam Thielen and Mike sneaking two, two, uh, two questions in here. And is KJ Osborne a thing and Walker, you have Tyler Lockett as a top 12 wide receiver this week so mike why don't you why don't you say your piece and then walker say your piece all right so uh overall in the season lockett is a wide receiver three Thielen is a wide receiver six i'm fortunate to have both of them in my home league so i am very much loving life right now uh i i honestly expect both to drop down quite a bit maybe not quite a bit but at least 10 to 15 spaces by the end of the season it might start this week Mostly due because of Adam Thielen on the Adam Thielen side, most of it due to Justin Jefferson. Uh, I really think he'll have a larger role. Um, and, of course, D.K. Metcalf should have a larger role as well. Metcalf is only a wide receiver 33 right now. So I, when we were first talking about Seattle wide receivers, I was thinking Lockett would be the wide receiver 33 and Metcalf would be the wide receiver 6 or the 3. And that's exactly the reverse of how I was looking at it. But anyways... Um, Jefferson is the wide receiver 28. So both of those guys are nowhere near that low of talent. Both of them are, you know, 10 to 15 spaces higher than that, if not more. So is, and so I think you will see a shift coming on where Lockett and Thielen are dropping 10 to 15 spaces and Jefferson and Metcalf are moving up 10 to 15 spaces. As far as this week, it should be an exciting square off between Thielen and Lockett. Uh, I, I rank Lockett a little bit higher than Thielen. So depending on where, if you have them both, but I have them both in the top 10. Um, and then as far as my second question, KJ Osborne. Osborne right now is a wide receiver 19. Uh, so he's even higher than Metcalf and Jefferson on the season. Uh, this obviously isn't helping Jefferson at all because a third wide receiver is in the mix. It's been a solid two weeks for Osborne. But as you know, Jeff, players can fog them. Um, and that's what I'm mm-hmm. sort of sort of interested in seeing is if Osborne 
is someone we should be picking up off the waiver wires or if Osborne is going to fold them. And I think if a third straight week that Osborne performs, you know, in the top 25 of wide receivers, then he should be an automatic pickup. If he doesn't, then I'm probably leaning more towards him fulgaming than anything else. Yeah, I picked up KJ Osborne this week in the uh, Football Absurdity League. So um, <laughs> I'm leaning towards riding the fulgum um, at this point. So, um, yeah, I mean, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Um, you know what I completely forgot when we were talking about Tampa Bay? Uh, Antonio Brown has COVID. Uh, oh, yeah. Forgot about that. <laughs> I completely forgot about that. So running that back, uh, don't start Antonio Brown. He has COVID. All right. All the Buccaneers but Antonio Brown. I was trying to remember why I picked up KJ Osborne because I was just a free roster spot. And I was like, oh, yeah, Antonio Brown has COVID. So um, don't. that's my official recommendation. Don't start Antonio Brown. Um, but KJ Osborne could be Fulgaming. But, I mean, Fulgam was a fun wave to ride. Just know when to get off the wave. That's all right. it is. Exactly. Um, so injuries in this one uh, on the Seahawks side, D. Eskridge has a concussion and guys breaking news. Rashad Penny is not expected to play this weekend. No way. No way. Uh, Dalvin. So everybody on fantasy Twitter went out and got Alexander Madison today because Dalvin Cook didn't practice. But uh, Mike Zimmer said Dalvin Cook is questionable. is expected to play. And if he plays, he's getting a full workload. But Madison is rostered in less than half of leagues. So go see if he's out there. Throw him on your bench. You could have a free start, you know, instead of like a, I don't know who else you could be starting. Um, instead of like desperation plugging in Kenyon Drake at the same spot, you could start Alexander Madison. So keep that in mind uh, if you're in the desperate uh, spot. Otherwise, I'm not really picking up Madison. So, um yeah, I mean, you're starting Justin Jefferson, you're starting Adam Thielen, you're starting Tyler Lockett, you're starting DK Metcalf. Kirk Cousins or Justin Fields? Cousins. Cousins. Kirk Cousins or Jalen Hurts? Cousins. Hurts. Kirk Cousins or Patrick Mahomes? Well, Kirk Cousins, obviously. No, just... Oh, okay. yeah, I think I got to lean Cousins on this one. <laughs> All right, you guys are here first. <laughs> this is this is in a point per unvaccinated league, so keep oh, that Kirk in mind. Kirk Cousins for sure. Kirk Cousins, yeah, Cousins is going to dominate. Number one pick. Point per, one. It's a point per plexiglass in the QB room league. So well, quarterback. If that's the case, and Carson Kirk. Wentz is definitely going to probably be up there. I was going to say, so quarterback ranks get really wonky on this one because they're doing their own research out there, folks. All right, let's go to Sunday night football. The reason I will be missing most of Sunday because I will be at this game catching COVID. Uh, 49 and a half point over under. It's Green Bay 1-1 one one at San Francisco 2-0. and Niners are three and a half point favorites. And Walker wants to know if George Kittle is a top five tight end. Wow, that's, I mean, that's a fall. I think I think so this week. Um, Green Bay has struggled against tight ends the first couple weeks of the season. Um, as I mentioned on the Tuesday podcast, they gave up two touchdowns to Jawan Johnson. Uh, that's not good. No, they that's, got, that's actively bad. I would say very bad. The, and they the got tight end seven on this thus far this year <laughs> because of those touchdowns. <laughs> and then uh, got ripped to shreds predictably by T.J. Hawkinson. 
Um, I would expect a lot of the same that you saw from Hawkinson from Kittle this week, especially because Shanahan tends to go with a what's working approach. And I don't think Debo Samuel is going to be working against Jair Alexander. So Kittle is going to be the guy open most often. Therefore, the offense will funnel toward him. I think he has a big week this week. Yeah, I, I, I certainly hope so. Um, and you're absolutely right. Shanahan is the type of coach that he'll do it till it, it stops working. So if they're given, if they're letting George Kittle rip off eight yards per catch, then he'll keep ripping off eight yards per catch. They're not going to stop. Um, Mike, do you think George Kittle's top five this week? Don't say no. <laughs> well, I put George Kittle, I think, at tight end five when we first started this. Um this year uh, as my tight end five overall. Uh, so I, I will say he's a tight end. He's more than a tight end five. All right. Sounds good. And I'm realizing I did not change this graphic. Everybody's like, why are they talking about George Kittle? It's Green Bay, San Francisco. Um, all right, boys, strap in. Here's the injury report. Um, Trey Sermon has been quote. All the running backs from the 49ers. All of them. I mean, even guys who aren't on the 49ers, Duke Johnson, Lamar Miller. Uh, who else came through this week? Uh, Chris Thompson, Marshall Falk, uh, Frank Gore, um, Maurice Jones drew. No, uh, Trey Sermon has been quote great all week. He's dealing with a concussion. He's expected to clear protocol. Uh, Elijah Mitchell is dealing with a shoulder injury. He is doubtful, um, this weekend. Um, oh, and Trey Sermon did clear concussion protocol this afternoon. So he is good to go for this weekend. Uh, he might have been dropped in your league. Just check and see. I'm not saying he that's necessarily a thing that happened. But um, I, uh, I'm i saying if it happened, go for it. Um, Jermichael Hasty sidelined. So it looks to be the Trey Sermon show. Um, so go ahead. Start him up there if you have him. Um, Should I play Sermon against Green Bay over Alvin Kamara? No. No. Don't do that. Uh, Packers side, you're starting Aaron Jones, you're starting Aaron Rodgers, you're starting Robert Tunyon, you're starting Devontae Adams, you're not starting anybody else. Am I correct? I mean, depending on what your tight end situation is, you're starting Robert Tunyon. But yeah, you're starting those other three guys and you're not starting anybody else. Yep. Mike? Yeah, I mean, who else is there? Uh, exactly. I mean, people are still trying to make A.J. Dillon happen. Yeah, A.J. Dillon is not going to... A.J. Dillon is... is Someone that's is not going to get anything unless Aaron Jones goes down anyway. So it's yeah, it's not yeah. Forget about AJ Dillon. Walker, you're going to get your wish next week because the AJ Dillon type of running back is exactly who the 49ers stop really well. So you're going to get a lot next week of people going, man, is it time to drop AJ Dillon because he's going to get like six carries for 13 yards and that's yeah. it. So yeah. so uh, it and Aaron Jones is going to have a huge game. Like, fire him up in your, like, put him in your captain spot in DFS because he's going to have a massive, massive game because the 49ers cannot stop pass catching running backs to save their lives. Um, it's been a problem pretty much as long as Kyle Shanahan has been there. That's why uh, I have him number two overall how, how, this week. How does yeah. someone who, who schemes so well with Maybe running three. backs, probably the best coach uh, in the NFL scheming running backs, because I, I don't see any evidence to. to could uh, dispute that sucks so much at stopping the run. Um, because uh, a doctor makes a bad patient. 
No, okay. it's 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 because it and Mike, if you want the real answer, it's you know every defense is weak somewhere, and the 49ers have just decided to be weak against running back catches. You know they they have a run stopping defensive line with you know good edge rushers with Bosa D Ford. They only have one good coverage linebacker. I mean Dre Greenlaw's okay, but he's a Aziz Alshair is pretty good at like flowing to the ball once it's already caught, but he doesn't he's not great in coverage. And uh, the safeties are like they're thumpers, you know, so they're not great in coverage either. So they've they've built the defense around being weak against pass catching running backs. Like that's 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 their weakness they've decided to have because everybody's going to have one. As as much as I thought that was such a really good question that I asked, I, I realized like a half a second later how really uh, dumb that question really was. <laughs> it's yeah, it's everybody has a weakness, so they decided that. Yeah, it's it's not really the coach, it's the personnel, and I don't know what. Yeah, yeah, just never mind me. All right, you're starting Debo. Um, are you starting Brandon Ayuk? No. No, that's I right agree. now. Mike. I don't think you can. Um, as much as I would really like to see Brandon Ayuk do Brandon Ayuk things as he did last year, it's not working or it's not happening. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think you can until it's proven otherwise. Who is cracking knuckles? Oh, sorry. It sounds like I'm inside a uh, bubble wrap. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope that was comforting for someone then. Yeah, I hope there's somebody in the audience that got an ASMR of it, and there's somebody in the audience that just threw their headphones. So that'll <laughs> that'll work. Jose, right. Jose Mourinho picture. <laughs> All right. Last game. Philly at Dallas. Monday night football. 51.5 point over under. Dallas, four-point favorites. Uh, Mike, you want to know if CD Lamb is a top 20 wide receiver this week? And I'm, you know what, Mike? I'm going to make this more difficult on you. Is CD Lamb a top 10 wide receiver this week? Ooh, that is tough. Uh, and considering that Lamb was a wide receiver 13 in week one, but was completely, I don't, I don't say he was overlooked, but Mari Cooper week one performance, his wide receiver one performance outshined what C.D. Lamb did on that field, which, you know, outside of dropping a few passes was pretty, pretty remarkable. Um, yards after catch, just things that C.D. Lamb does very well with, uh, in week two, C.D. Lamb dropped down the board to a wide receiver 24, but Prescott struggled anyways. Uh, so it wasn't maybe all Lamb. Prescott didn't do well. I mean, you think Prescott threw for a touchdown in that game. Uh, now the Cowboys face the Eagles, and the Eagles have been pretty tough on wide receivers. They have allowed just one wide receiver to score a touchdown and no more than 15 points to any wideout, which is wide receiver 30. So if, you, if your wide receiver scores 15 points, you're looking at wide receiver 30 range. Lamb is a very good wide receiver, but I, this matchup is very difficult. Uh, I say he falls outside of the top 20 for the second consecutive week. Okay. I don't believe you. Yeah, as much as I'd love to see him um, inside the top 10 because he is my other wide receiver that I have. Uh, but I mean, yeah, I don't see it against his Eagles. Okay. Um, are, uh, we're, are we starting Devonta Smith this week? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Fire him up. Hell yeah. Walker. Uh, yeah, you can play him. All right. Walker's less enthused, but, but in agreement. 
Um, I'm trying to think if there's any more questions. Tony Pollard. Uh, are you guys starting? Let's let's do this. Tony Pollard or Miles Sanders? Pollard. Oh, that's a tough one. Um, I'm gonna go Miles Sanders. Okay. Uh, Tony Pollard or in the last game, Trey Sermon. Uh. yeah i gotta go i gotta go sermon okay um i'll go sermon if sermon's the only if sermon's getting like elijah mitchell carries if they march out like two or three running backs and rotate that out then i'm gonna go tony pollard okay uh my uh tony pollard or zeke That's probably the main question. Uh, I mean, probably Zeke, just barely. Yeah, I have to agree. All but, right. No way. Tony Pollard's a better running back than Zeke Elliott, but the price tag says differently. All right. Well, boys, that'll do it. That's it for the week three. Um, uh, look around the league. So if you're listening to the podcast, we are going to get out of there, uh, out of here. Uh, my name is Jeff Crisco. I've here, been here with Walker Kelly and Mike Valverde. Uh, you can check us out on our Twitch, twitch.tv slash footballabsurdity. Uh, you can also check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash footballabsurdity. You will get the answers to these questions on Tuesday in that feed. I will be back on Monday on Twitch. Walker and I will be back on Wednesday. Mike will be back next Friday. So um, for Walker and Mike, thanks for listening. You have a good one. And uh, take care. There's only one B in Chuba. (laughs) I think there's two, actually. Hello, everybody, and welcome in. That didn't work. That was desktop audio. Try this again.